Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 165 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Would you introduce yourself, please? Of course. Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. Uh, get your butter beer ready. That's oh. all I'll say. <laughs> that was good. That was it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you if you haven't taken a trip into Hogsmeade lately, into ho- uh, Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade? I think that's Hog- what it was. Hogwarts. Hog- no, Hogsmeade. <laughs> it's different. Uh, Harry Potter reference. we got a bunch of good stuff to talk with you today. And to do that, we have a guest host. Introduce yourself. Well, hello, everyone. Ian Crossland here from Timcast IRL. You can also follow me at iancrossland.net if you want a little, something a little more personable. But uh, good to see you. How you been doing? Great. Good? Yeah, How yeah. was the show last night? I cut the I oh, cut the smooth. last half hour of it. I, yeah, I cut it was the nice. yeah. It was these shows. They blend together sometime. What was going on last night? We talked with... Um, Soldier Fit. Yeah, yeah, we... Uh, Do you want to stay sober and get jacked at t- Soldier Fit? We talked about, on the after show, we talked about, like, military tech. It was really cool. Sick. And then, because uh, we had we had a little hiccup, because Hannah Claire and uh, we had to, we were getting the, the figured out who was going to be on today, and she's like, I think I'm on the... Oh, yeah, I thought maybe maybe we would both be on. Maybe one of these days we'll get two guests. You mentioned two guests, so I thought maybe that was in the works. Yeah, oh, that's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh. We're, yeah, tomorrow. we do that every once in a while, anyway. Ah. Yeah, tomorrow we're doing um, Taylor Silverman will be back, and Carter Banks. Oh, um, solid lineup. Music mm-hmm. producer extraordinaire will be on with us tomorrow. <laughs> so we got a bunch of stuff to talk about, in uh, the first of which uh, is... Uh, Hogwarts related, J.K. Rowling related, in a story that I thought was satire at first until I did a little <laughs> bit more research into it. But we'll we'll get into that in the real world Quidditch league that does exist, and then we're going to talk about Anna De Armas and her comments about uh, James Bond, which I specifically wanted to talk about with Ian because of a discussion we had surrounding similar aspects of that character last week. So we will get into that, and then we are going to talk about. Dave Chappelle because uh, he is causing problems in my uh, in my home state of Minnesota. So we got that. We got Podluck. We got a bunch of other stuff. So if you guys are ready, we will get right into it after we check what Chet Hanks has to say today. Would you like to hear what Chet has to say? I always want to hear what Chet has to say. Please tell me. All right. Well, let's find out. We'll, we'll get started with this one. So it says, <laughs> uh, let's see what he has to say. One of my friends, Casey Malone, the homie from D.C., and I was telling him, man, it's funny. If you're an entrepreneur, you already know what ends up happening is that your clients become your friends. And the funny thing about it is that your friends, the people you know personally, very rarely would they ever become a client. The reason why is because in order to become a master, one must first become a student. That requires a little dropping of the ego. The people that know you personally, they don't want to do that. Call that a catch-22. But anyway, the people on my team, people that have joined the program, 
Y'all my fucking friends. I love you guys. Let's fucking get it. So, uh, you know, it's, it doesn't just pertain to wanting to stay sober and get jacked. It means just in general. He's giving you general life advice to, like, lower your ego a little bit. I always which... wonder what happened in Chet's life that prompted him to say this. Psilocybin. That, that could have been. Well, he, well no, because he's, he's a big proponent of sobriety now. So maybe... Maybe that happened when he was younger. You know, mm. he had his he had his his squabbles, but uh, uh, always good entrepreneur, entrepreneurial uh, information from yeah. Chet Hanks. Uh, man, I really indispensable want him. advice. I want him on the show so bad. It's great. I, we all do. I, I can kind of confirm what he's saying. When I started making YouTube videos in 2006, it was like I kind of was became a new, different person. The people from my childhood, all my friends from high school and stuff, they they were like, "Ian, what's wrong with you? You're different now. This isn't the Ian I know. Stop. Come back." And everyone else was like. I like this. This guy's weird and cool. Mm -hmm. I like this. So I started getting all these new friends that liked who I'd become yeah. where my old friends were real resistant to the change. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because I, I kind of have like um, like when people find my like my Instagram, they're very different worlds. I, like I made the joke church and state the other day. So he said church and skate. Uh, because it's uh, most of what I've the, the following that I built up over the years that's all related to skating because that's just who I was before we did I did this podcast before we worked here so they feel like very different parts of my life right like uh, I don't really consider them always to be the same and I don't really talk about a lot of I especially don't talk politics on my social media I do talk pop culture but the they feel like very different worlds when you started out one place in something that's so vastly different uh, and then uh, elsewhere when we started here I did have to learn to drop ego a little bit because you had to learn to do something that you weren't really skilled at doing before in that case for me it was literally starting this uh, building this or trying to build this into whatever it go is now whatever it grows to become you know it never starts off great you know your first uh, of anything is always going to suck so I agree with Chet uh, wholeheartedly uh, yeah and he respect. has talked a lot about having to fight those preconceived notions that people have of you and also fighting like caring about what those notions are yep. so so now if we are ready to just get right into the regular bit of the show we will are we, we are ready primed Take ready me. to Ready to go. Take me yes. away. We're doing it. Yes. All right. So it says Quidditch changes name to Quadball following J.K. Rowling's trans comments. So here's the deal. Quidditch is a game in the Harry Potter uh, in the Harry Potter book series played on broomsticks. Uh, Very inauthentic in that they don't use broomsticks now. They just have plastic rods. Yeah, they literally they're literally modernizing and turning it into its own thing. Mm -hmm. And um, so uh, it is it is its own game. It is obviously not played hundreds of feet in the air because they can't actually fly. Well, yeah, I understand that you can't the, fly, but I mean, cool. at least carry a broomstick. But yeah, they, they said they started off using real brooms, but then they would get splinters. So they, oh, they, boo they couldn't even suffer for the art form. Wow. Um, uh, and, and then uh, they said they had uh, the, the, the bristles on the end of the broom and that there was a reason they didn't want to do that. I watched a whole bunch. I, f I went into a deep dive today <laughs> looking into the world of real world Quidditch. And this is a you sanctioned, <laughs> they're sanctioned bodies. It's an actual sport that you can play. Uh, so it says Quidditch, the real life sport based on the beloved broom flying game from the Harry Potter book and movie series has officially been changed to quad ball. That's not a good replacement name. It, it is. It is not. It says, it says U.S. Quidditch and Major League Quidditch. So those are two separate leagues uh, now rebranded as U.S. Quad Ball and Major League Quad Ball. They had to think of a Q name. 
they sh- like because they didn't want to have to change the initials to a different uh, yeah. initial set. Uh, both announced that the name the name changed this week. The International Quidditch Association will also follow suit in adopting the new name. The IQ and this is a quote here. It says the IQA is very excited to be joining the USQ and the MLQ in changing the name of our sport and supporting this change across our members worldwide," said Chris Lau, chair of the IQA Board of Trustees, in a statement. We are confident in this step and we look forward to all the new opportunities Quadball will bring. This is an important moment in our sports history and I am personally thrilled by it. Back in December, North American Association's U.S. Quadball and Major League Quadball discussed the potential name change primarily due to two reasons. One, that their original name of Quidditch is just under trademark for Warner Brothers. Well, they so, could have gone yeah. with like Quidball. It's like a nickname for it, at least. That that almost makes more sense it's to me. It's also like mind-blowing that there's an international Quidditch Association yes. board of trustees. How much money is there to be made off of this? Uh, Do people buy tickets to watch this? All the games that I saw uh, online look like um this isn't like an insult to them but they look like as if you were watching like a local soccer match like it's yeah. not like there was stands of people there was people watching like on the sidelines but i didn't see it's like it's more like a i feel like a fan meetup for yeah. harry potter fans than anything and they have uh, and they have college team this was in th- now the the real life version of the sport was invented in america by a college in vermont so it's not even a, yeah, it's not even a UK thing. It's even so more inauthentic. And this is where they, they talk about the criticism that J.K. Rowling has received being what they called, you know, a trans-exclusionary radical feminist because she has very, very strong old-school tra- uh, um, feminist beliefs. So I would consider them, I guess, second-wave feminism. Yeah. So it says, Our sport has developed a reputation as one of the most progressive sports in the world on gender equality and inclusivity, in part thanks to its gender maximum rule, which stipulates that a team may not have more than four players of the same gender on the field at a time, U.S. Quadball and Major League Quadball said in a joint statement this year. Both organizations feel it is imperative to live up to this reputation in all aspects of their operations and believe this is a step in the right direction. As we heard from that video, it is gender mixed and full contact. Full contact, which means I looked for, I couldn't find any videos, but I I literally Google, uh, I I like YouTubed, I'm like, uh, guys wrecking women in... In quit in real life Quidditch, but no, they were just like no. angry incels pretending to be Harry Potter fans who joined the Quidditch league to tackle women. So here's the here's a video of it right here. Oh, I'm gonna God. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Oh my gosh! Like rugby. Yeah, it's 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 kind of they I'll, do a good job of like these hype videos. I, I can't play the as audio, nerdy as it is, but like that you could impale someone on that thing. Uh, I don't have a problem with the. I I think the broomstick part is silly, but that's you know they're playing. They're they want to be authentic to the game. Without that, it would just be some kind of modified version of basketball. Yes. Where Uh, oh they each have do they everyone only does everyone carry a stick? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be like the broomsticks that they used in the movies and the books. Do they hit each other with sticks? They do not hit each. From what I've seen, they don't hit each other. But they do hit each other with the ball. The ball. Yeah. I I showed her. he he showed me a video where like this girl tackled another one <laughs> and wrecks her took the ball and just <laughs> threw it at her head <laughs> for no reason it was not like part of the game 
and there's there's a couple of quotes <laughs> that I really didn't like from a couple of these founders. First, I want to talk about what J.K. Rowling said, which is no wonder she's being canceled yet again, because she says in a Twitter thread responding to the left's claims that trans women are women, Rowling shared uh, the uh, Havel's parable uh, of a greengrocer who hung up the Marxist creed, workers of the world unite in a shop in, in a shop window to passively conform to the groupthink of the Soviet Union. She contended that the trans women are women is exactly the same sort of cultural fascism indulged by the Soviets, which means she, she not only do they, is she like going against their, their prescribed gender ideology. She's like, take that. You commies. Like that's, that's kind of insane I, that she's allowed to like, I'm surprised that she's, she's not getting more hit pieces written about her, even with everything they say. Well, no, it's not like that impressive to just like say things on Twitter. Like you don't actually face consequences for that at her level with her, her wealth. Yeah. I'm never going to applaud J.K. Rowling, even if some things she says, I believe, like, deserve to be heard out. Yeah. I don't think that she's, like, some kind of valiant intellectual. But, but the, the idea here to me is more just, like, they're taking a game that they got from a book series that they clearly love, that they adore, and they're competing political beliefs, which now run headlong into what she has. I, and I'm sure the, the funny thing is she probably agrees with most of the people that, that do this. They on probably 90, agree on like 95-ish percent of, of issues. things. Yeah. But the one thing is so important to them, so strong, that they're not only going to continue to play the same sport, they're going to disassociate. Because there's like this Jenga structure of ideology where if you take out one, it all topples down. Like you have to accept everything every single facet of it or else you can't be part of the club you're not allowed in yep did uh, um did jk rowling even express uh dissatisfaction with them using quidditch i couldn't find anything from her talking about or was this more negatively. of a decision that was made to spite her as the creator of it to spite her as the creator of it i, I have some questions about quad ball uh <laughs> first question is do they body check each other they're hitting yeah. each other. So yeah, full, fully. They, yeah, full and, contact and men and women. It's men versus yep. women. Yeah. Men just go up and wreck a woman as hard as they can with well, a body check. <laughs> that was a long that one. That was a long... That's, yeah, <laughs> you uh, like that? um, so, <laughs> they were feeling me. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's not men versus women. They are supposed to be like f completely equal... Uh, on, the, on field, the field, there are six players for each team yeah. at one time, and only a maximum of four can be of any one gender. Which So what they're really saying is that only four of them can be a max of men, otherwise... I do wonder if in the first place these Quidditch leagues are more men than women or more women than men. It looked very much like... 60 40 men to me and then the when they say gender are they talking about sex or gender uh a gender identity so gender theoretic identity. theoretically this could uh, get complicated yes theoretically <laughs> a couple of them could actually uh they could just, Leah Thomas it they could absolutely it's it's in the funny thing is they they did that in um in the books kind of where they got like older player if I remember correctly like uh, guys who weren't really even good at the sport in what like one of the teams got two dudes that were just enormous that they thought other so they're actually it's kind mm -hmm. of falling in brand with what they did in one of the books. Final question about quid qu quad, quad ball. ball. Are there four balls? So, yeah, it's, so the, the, it's 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 played the exact same the the rest of the sport with the with the other balls is played the exact same way except for in the in the books they have what's called a snitch which is a little golden ball that flies around and the seeker on the team that's the position Harry Potter played in the book in the books has to go and catch it mm -hmm. in this the seat the the snitch is literally a, like a golf ball or a ball put inside a sock attached to the back of a person who has to run around outside the field and try to not get caught by a 
one of the players. That's terrifying. And they have to be neutral. They can't support either team. Wow. It's really, like, they went through a lot of thought to, like, turn this into a sport. uh, and, And all to conform to the general concept as closely as possible to what Rowling created. Dude. But then... If now they, <laughs> they need to get a yeah. drone. Have you seen those that drones w- that can like change direction really fast on dying these quadcopters and then the quad again? Yep. Dude, uh, a drone ball. That would be awesome. Oh, uh, dude. It- <laughs> uh, I mean, I think this speaks to uh, not necessarily celebrity worship, but like the extended adolescence of yes. some of these millennials that yep. they're very obsessed with these, like the franchise they pick to be obsessed with. Yep. And I guess it's almost a credit to Rowling that they forget she was ever even a part of it, sort of. Um, I don't think it's that. I think it's that. They, I think they know specifically. Well, it's, it's like they act like it belongs to them. Yeah. Only well, when when the last game came out, right? A bunch of activists were like, "I'm buying it secondhand so that she doesn't right. get a." They a act like they don't it. have someone to credit for creating the thing that they are so attached to. They're now making it as if they invented this. When yeah. to be fair. They have um, found ways around the physical impossibilities <laughs> of it to turn it into their own thing. But let's face it, it's still the names of all the other equipment is still uh, the bludger. It's still the mm-hmm. like all the everything else is the same title as the books. So it's like they have it's, to have this weird yeah. cognitive dissonance that allows them to both love this sport Love these books, love these movies, but hate the person that created them, which I find, honestly, fascinating. Well, the whole idea is derivative of it, and they're only changing the name. Yes. I've got mixed feelings about about people that, like, go to uh, Comic-Con, people that, like, dress up in Star Wars outfits, and, like, I am Darth Vader. No, I am Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, and they really, and one thing, like, dressing up as a character is fun, but when they take it to the point where they create, like, clubs and sports and things all around this one movie like the why why not just start something new that, do you think know. you kind of lose a sense of self if you enter into this like fantasy universe or character i mean i don't really care if they do that like, maybe if you do it a lot for sure i like i stopped dressing up for halloween i stopped getting into halloween um i used really? to love it as a little kid but then Cosplay is a little bit different. Cosplay is like there that's there's an art form to cosplay where there's a there's whole channels that are dedicated to showing you like how much better some of these like like uh cost like the girls who make up their cosplay costumes can make better costumes of real characters than these studios manage to make on gazillion dollar budgets. They'll do these things called boffing, which is like um a LARP LARPing, which is live action role play where like they'll dress up as wizards and go into the woods and then they'll run around and they'll be like Magic missile, yeah. and they'll like throw a flag <laughs> at someone with a little rock on it attached to it, and if they can hit them, they get a point. And like I, at that point, I'd rather play like I mean, football. Is, is that any different than you playing Dungeons and Dragons? It's just a lot more effort. It's it does. Yeah, well, I'm saying that they they're they're clearly dedicated to it. I can appreciate the dedication. My my issue is the weird dislike for the creator. But here's the thing: if you look back now, if we were to look at every professional sport or every activity that was ever created before modern times, the culture has expanded and progressed so fast as far as what's culturally acceptable that every view of every person from an, a sport that was created more than 50 years ago would be considered. Uh, sure, yeah. right and bad. And also, like, if you're coming from our general perspective, uh, 
you're not going to think of many franchises or, or books or movies or TV shows where you personally like and support the all the creators of it. Yep. It's sort of a given that you have deep disagreements with all of them in different areas. And it really doesn't, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't affect the way that you engage with that material or enjoy it right rowling might actually be a rare a bit like a, a unique example too because she became a cultural phenomenon as well because of the success of the book series her being a woman that was considered a big at and the that fact time that she got such a good deal financially out yes of it. that that now that no other writer will ever get those deals again because of how successful her books were and just the fact that you know a lot of people said look she changed the what women viewed they could accomplish uh in literature in publishing she's a she's a cultural icon all on her own so maybe that makes the dissonance that they're feeling mm -hmm. more profound than somebody like uh, maybe there's like a progressive dude that really loves to read like um, like John Crichton books or something like loves like military books and hates but hates like a writer who supports the military. You know what I'm saying? Like okay. if that person doesn't have the same. Uh, imagine like uh, somebody like super far left reading those Jack Carr, ter the terminalist books of the mm -hmm. that of that show. Like in the like I love those books and they're great literature, but I don't like the military industrial complex. But he doesn't have the profile that she has, so there isn't right. as much. His name isn't as synonymous with his books as her books are with her name. It's it's sort of like something that you've said, where it's like you haven't created anything; you're only criticizing something. Yeah. So, what room do you have to? Yeah. E even us here, like I'm gonna say, like I can appreciate the amount of work that had to go into building, organizing bodies for these sports. The kids clearly love what they're yeah. doing. They're not fun. kids, though. Uh, they're the, the very young much adults, adults. The young adults look like they, they love what they're doing. I'm just kind of fascinated by the the weird sort of dissonance uh -huh. that you have to feel to hate the creator but love the book so much that you created an entire sport out of it. Yeah, I feel like maybe uh, Stephen King is like some kind of anti J.K. Rowling because his supporters are like so like sycophantic yeah. of him, but he doesn't have a flagship thing. No, he just has his genre. Yeah. Dark Tower could have, have you guys ever read Dark Tower or seen the movies? I saw, or the, I saw the awful movie. The books were great I've up heard. until the fourth book. Yeah. I thought the fifth book was started to slow down a little bit. The sixth one was even worse and then I didn't read the seventh one. I heard it was kind of bad. What happened was he was writing the seven book series. He wrote four of them and then like he took like a 10 year hiatus. Then he got hit by a car and he almost got killed. Oh. And he was like, I got to finish these books before I die. And so he rushed them out. Mm -hmm. And you can tell it just feels like there was they were messy. They didn't have the the gritty like danger and, yeah. and like roughness to them. Oh, man. But what phenomenal books. And he blended all his books, not all of them, but a lot of his storylines through that universe of the Dark Tower, through these portals, through these doorways. There was there was a show called Haven, which is based very, very loosely on the Colorado Kid by Stephen King. Uh, I highly recommend that show. Emily Rose uh, and Lucas Bryant. Uh, I, I want to point out one more, a couple more things in the in the TimCast.com article about this. That's uh, a says, great website for it news, is. I, by the way. I've heard that. Uh, it says, according to the name change announcement, the governing bodies made the decision to pursue the name change for two particular reasons. Then we go down here. They reference LGBTQ advocacy groups like at, like GLAAD, G-L-A-A-D, uh, and human rights campaign, as well as three lead actors in the Harry Potter film franchise have criticized her stances. All three of the main lead, leads have like distanced themselves from Rowling, which just... 
It's such a traitorous thing. It's such thing. a traitorous thing to do. Ralph Phineas, who's obviously older, fines. I, I always say Phineas, but it's, I think it's fines. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he played Voldemort. He said him and Robbie Coltrane both said, you know what? She has a right to have her opinions, which is all those kids had to say. Like, in my opinion, I, I'm not a fan of that. But here's the, the last part that I really wanted to talk about. It says, uh, the second reason the, uh, the organization cited from the term uh, cited was the term Quidditch was trademarked by Warner Brothers. So the sport uh, was not able to obtain many sponsorships or broadcast deals. And here's the quote. In addition, the sport inspired by Quidditch is looking to con- continue to grow like other sports that have sprung from humble origins. You did not spring from humble origins. You are... On the shoulders of giants, when your name, your entire name and focus, and the way you built your uh, group of people that play it, comes solely from name recognition. It wasn't called quad ball and a bunch of kids oh. went to a college and joined the team. They joined the team because it was Quidditch yeah. and became sports. You are not humble origins. You are building off the shoulder. You are walking on the shoulders of giants. That is a problem to me. I don't. I don't like that. It's almost like they're dismissing just how much she accomplished. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it, you had named Ralph Fiennes and Robbie Coltrane as people that had supported her because they're older. Yes. Those guys are in their forties and fifties, yeah. something like that. Whereas they have the kids, less reason to care about not, their. Not, yeah, the younger people aren't. Don't seem to understand the tolerance or don't have that built up tolerance. Mm-hmm. Nope. Uh, in the in the growing up in the social media age, like I doubt uh, Ralph Fiennes checks his social media all day every day. Yeah, and I I bet you Robbie Coltrane doesn't know what social media they is. Don't care. <laughs> like they don't care. They, well, they, the the humble origins thing, I guess I understand because I mean I'm no like historian of Quidditch like you, Brett, but I um, <laughs> I I guess what they're saying is that it came from an organic desire of the fans and it wasn't orchestrated by the producers of Harry Potter, you know, like they made it uh, happen themselves. Uh, and they do talk about it. See, the game commonly known as Ultimate Frisbee has officially changed its name to Ultimate in part because Frisbee is a registered trademark. Oh, the company's called Frisbee? Kind of like Q-Tip? Yeah. Like, it uh, was a... It's owned by Whammo. Yeah, it's oh. owned by a parent company. Yeah. So it's just called Ultimate? It's just called Ultimate now. You want to play Ultimate? Then mm-hmm. Ultimate's an adjective. Ultimate <laughs> in parentheses, Frisbee. Yes, there you go. So it says, uh, I mean, good on the people for playing, but I just, I, I will forever be fascinated by how they can both love this activity, love these books, love these movies, love everything connected with yeah. it. Like there's whole threads on like Reddit about like, how do we do this without giving JK Rowling money? It's yeah. like, I was like in a world of like endless media and things you like, I said, we went to, we went to like the, when, when you and Tim were playing like uh, Dungeons right, or Magic over the weekend, like we went to the car, like to the game store, right? There's endless stuff you can do if, if you're looking for science fiction, if you're looking for high fantasy, you can find any number of things to fill your time and interest with, but they have such a strong connection to this book series, but such a strong dislike for her that it just makes literally, I, I actually feel kind of bad for them. That has to be a weird experience. Yeah, it's like uh, the metaphor, I guess, is like there's so you're in the room and there's so many little pathways that go off into these little tiny corridors and like all these people went down this one little tiny corridor and yeah. are, are like all in there obsessed with this little side path of like Harry Potter. Yep. Uh, people get those. I don't know if you want to call it cult worship, but about like um, 
about entertainment when they, people get obsessed with a certain kind of entertainment. They mm. identify with one of the characters and like, I am Jack Sparrow. <laughs> like I used to think that like I am uh, John Lennon. I used to listen to a lot of Beatles yeah. and I realized like I'm not John Lennon. Yeah. Pretending to be John Lennon is, is hurting me. I'm Ian Crossland. Yeah. I got to play into who I am. And like I still can respect and love mm -hmm. John Lennon without trying to emulate the guy. Exactly. Super yeah. chats. Let's do super chats. Uh, Goofer Trooper said, "I stayed up just to see my boy Ian." There you go. What up? <laughs> the Kilted Carnivore said, "Ian beat Hannah Claire as today's guest. Ian is king." We uh, rolled initiative, and I won. There was no competition. There was no just competition. So you guys know. <laughs> uh, I, I do. I wonder if the Kilted Carnivore saw the the skirt that uh, Brad Pitt wore on the red carpet the other day. <laughs> Looked more like a kilt to me, obviously without the pattern. But uh, yes, Brad Pitt. He yeah. somehow made in a world where you have to decide what level of manly a skirt is he made a skirt he look mildly like more uh, adult like more like a guy than harry styles when he wears a skirt he was yeah. showing off a tattoo yeah was brad he? pitt i believe he was showing off one of his new tattoos that's that's mm. awesome just wear yeah. some pants with a hole in them then <laughs> <laughs> jonathan harris said good to be back was absent the past few days well it's good to have you back thank you back thank you welcome back um goofer trooper said crystals over books <laughs> is wow, that the that's new quite a bold statement, Cooper. You're on the team of crystals, and Hannah Clara represents books. Oh, it was after the show last night, I Brett kicked the door down. He was like, it's Ian. Ian's it's a place the show. for both, okay. Well, I was yeah. up here working. I was editing last night, and I hear... <laughs> you like, come running. Yeah, I, they I can like, hear your stomps <laughs> on the screen. Books about crystals. Oh. This is for the win. And crystals about books. Oh. <laughs> Bad said, are you a snitch? Because you're the finest catch. Bad app hey, with the, let's with, go. With the lines. Uh, Dizwiz said, Ian's forever mystery to me. All right. And no shotgun today from Dizwiz. Yep, you lost your lost uh, shotgun. Bad app said, I don't. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, I, I, if you understood the books, you don't want to read. Is that from Harry Potter? You don't, well, well, the, the ASIO part is. The rest of it is just uh, vulgar language. Um Yes. What does it have to do with um, it, though? What is Asio? Don't it's uh, it's a summoning charm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Badab said, <laughs> "Is your snitch a Horcrux?" <laughs> because I have to destroy he's it. He's literally using. He, he's he's doing Harry Potter um, smut talk right now, basically. Are you a dementor because <laughs> you take my breath away? That's just a bad Harry Potter pickup line. Go. This let's is go. painful. Uh, the Kilted Carnivore said, I just want to laugh as they bump sticks together like it's a cool guy handshake. <laughs> there, dude, there were some heavy Quad hits in ball there. etiquette. There were some heavy hits in there like that looked pretty brutal. It looked brutal. delicious. Like, and I'm like, I'm just picturing these dudes just knocking these women out. And I'm like, how is this progressive? This isn't progressive. They're not wearing pads. Someone, uh, my, my projection is someone's going to get massively hurt in that sport. If they're really body checking each other with no pads, someone's going to get broken and it's going to be national news or something. Probably. It's crazy. Yeah. F off said, I usually don't care if people fight and stuff, but seeing Ian with Tim the other night was rough. Very glad y'all shook hands and were men about it. Good example for these kids. Much love, Ian. Did oh, you guys you, get man. into some argument? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. We we're talking about negativity. And it's like when, when you know, they were venting about, you know, their feelings about stuff. And I, I was like, you guys mm. try not to be negative. It's like when you see two friends complaining and having like a bitch fest or whatever and, and getting upset if you get involved they tend to turn their ire at you so oh. i just took the rolled the dice and i was like i'm not gonna not say anything let's just have dice. at it uh indy Uke said skater wisdom learning how to fall so many people don't know how to fall or how to fail 
to pursue a goal. Instead of learning, they make safe spaces. The uh, the number one skill that I learned in 25 years of skating is how to fall without getting hurt uh, or how to... Mm. For instance, um, if you're skating handrails on skates, uh, there is a skill set where you have to literally learn how to stair batch, which means uh, if you jump, you miss, and you land on your feet, you have to learn how to roll downstairs um, at a moment's notice so that you don't fall backwards and hit your head. What's the number one tip that uh, you could give people that are starting to learn how to fall? Um, uh, well, the first thing I'd say is learn how to skate very well first before you try to do tricks and stuff. Like a lot of the people who get into like skating, uh, they go straight into skating without a lot of years of actually learning how to physically skate well beforehand. But like because I came from hockey, you had to learn how to rollerblade for off season as an off season way of boosting uh, hockey skills. Mm. So the number one thing I would see is a lot of kids who didn't come from hockey would just start trying to do tricks without really learning how to uh, do the fundamentals first. So. Mm. Nye Mechworks said, Quidditch makes me hopeful for my giant bot fights. That could I happen. I believe in you. Johnny Beck said, much appreciation for Mr. Langston Stewart Jr. <laughs> III. And then he also sent us a thumbs up. Dirty boy. Uh, um, yes. That, I'm not going to read that yes, one. Bad uh, up. Uh, uh, louder than a mandrake. Why do you send these super chats when you know that they will not be read? Why we, do you do it? We do need merch, uh, uh, a shirt that says, I'm, I'm not, not reading, reading that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Waffle Sensei said, so Emma Watson will not be a part of the franchise unless the creator is barred from events and this league will change the name of her sport. Yep. Wow. They, uh, they did a thing where they did a 20th anniversary retrospective and she wasn't invited. Oh, uh, That's so JK Rowling. It's just. What is the point? It's so grade school. It's it's very immature. <laughs> Goofer Trooper said drones would be too dangerous but cooler. <laughs> oh, like if the if the snitch was on a, a drone. drone? I don't know how they get to it, but it'd be yeah. freaking cool. Yeah, with like an inflatable inner tube around it or something. Mm-hmm. It'd be freaking awesome. Watch the watch go online. I, I highly recommend going online and watching some of these videos. Like on one hand, you might be your your more malicious side might be like inclined to make fun of them, but the 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 sincerity of it is all is very endearing to me. Dude, the sport looks beast. <laughs> yeah, like the, dude's the, like running, jumps, or they're and just throws good at making hype videos. Yes, they they could also. You never use. know how it is in real life. Um, the kilted carnivore said, "I'd play the snitch just to see if anyone would touch my butt." Yeah, like literally, the the snitch is Bro. literally attached to like a, a sock that's tucked into the back of your of your shorts, and on. they have to like go around to get. It's really weird. It's it's <laughs> like I said. I have to admire the the, the just gung ho gun ho attitude. Full contact. That they have. Yeah. Hobbit said, "Ian, if you had the option to do D and D in a VR setting where you're actually using weapons and casting spells, would you do it? If so, how is that not a LARP?" I would love to try that. The difference is it's not live action. It would be like digital action. True. So video game. Yeah. That's actually a really good rebuttal. I wasn't knowing where you're going with that. Waffle Sensei said, Ian, boffing is the specific version of LARPing that takes out the wor- the weird magic stuff and focuses on armor and weapons. It's actually quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. Boffing is... Uh, the way he, he said it exactly right. Like you actually have equipment hmm. and uh, it's more phys- actually touching the person and making physical contact. I'm picturing like Civil War reenactors in the chat like, screw you guys. Like there's Civil War reenactors who do like, mm. who actually reenact battles. Uh, some do yeah. interpretive versions that are meant to be more loosely based on what happens. And I should say what gets me is, and I love the idea of in- implementing augmented reality into this kind of stuff. So you see their hit points through your glasses while you're like, 
pointing your thing at them and you see their hit points go down. But it's the I'm, I'm I'm I get more irked and more like upset when people are like I'm a wizard and they're more obsessed with being a wizard than actually like throwing the thing and touching the guy. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, Seven Redding said, "Mary Luhu, am I right?" Very true. Very you true. calling me Cindy Luhu? It's like Cindy Luhu. Thousand Foot Deep End said they're taking the phrase "separate art from the artist" too literally. Hey, I mean, they could say like it's like there's a lot of people who 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 see things closer to like how I might see them that don't that hate when they find out that some celebrity or person that they that made a show they like uh, doesn't agree with them on something and then get mad when they find that out or don't watch it. I've been rewatching Eureka and there's an actress in there named Sally Richardson Whitfield who I love. She's a fantastic actress in everything she's in and she is like the like there was a thing of her recently with like the not just the face mask but like the face shield <laughs> on a plane like me and her clearly don't agree on much of anything in the real world but it doesn't stop the fact that I love her work. Like yeah. I said, But that's so. just the default for us is what I was getting yeah. at earlier like you that wouldn't even be a second thought yeah. for me. Yep. Um, Goofer Trooper said, <laughs> literally, I can't read that. Exactly. It's not are. that I can't. I just won't. She's, she's oh, if I, <laughs> asserting her dominance. <laughs> um, that app said, you can hop on my platform. I don't, I don't know what any of this means. Nine and three Do you quarters. know what this I, means? I do. <laughs> what does that have to do with Harry Potter? Don't uh, that that's the the that's the platform where they get on the the Hogwarts Express. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, F off said, bro. People get shot on reenactments all the time. When was the last time <laughs> you heard of a Jedi getting hurt larping? Uh, <laughs> fair Do enough. they really at like Civil War reenactments? But they're supposed to use blanks. I'm assuming uh, they're not using. So live are they fire on, on the set of Rust? But D- you know, things, things happen. That was good. Um, Nathan Koss said, look up fully armored fighting. It's dope. Oh my gosh. Have you guys seen video of people fighting in armor? No. They'll have like, I don't know if they have like actual morning stars and stuff. They're not trying to kill each other, but they're banging on each other with like big heavy weapons and stuff. And they're getting knocked down. It's pretty crazy. No daggers. about how heavy it is. Yeah. All right, it's exhausting. All right, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Uh, this is this is a topic that I, I specifically wanted to talk about with Ian because last week we talked about uh, the the odds coming up for uh, James. Uh, what? I'm sorry, <laughs> Clayton Amboy said LARPers are the same people that the San Diego Comic Con told them to wash their butts before they come in. Oh boy, that's mm. uh, <laughs> the fact that they had to actually tell them to bathe. Ah, uh, that's you um, know these these. And Hobbit said, "Man, if Tolkien was alive now, he would be enemy number one. He that would. is for sure." Was he politically active? No, he was just a normal person and a Catholic. So yes. of course, these days he would be hated, and you, they're destroying his franchise now on purpose. Yeah, uh, yeah there, there's they have like whole com- the whole conference that is like designed to be a progressive interpretation of Tolkien's I'm, work. I'm concerned about the new Amazon, the Ring Rings Power Ring. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to talk about this with Ian, which is uh, last week we talked about Harry Potter. Uh, Harry Potter. Last week we talked about James Bond, and we, they were talking about the odds on the new casting for James Bond and who they thought it was going to be. I thought Reggae Jean Page was actually a fair enough choice for it, though I would go with Henry Cavill if he if he kind of slimmed down a little bit and didn't look like a pro wrestler with that upper body. But I love Henry Cavill. But now uh, the question's coming up is after No Time to Die came out and Lashana Lynch played a character that essentially took over the role like the code 
name of 007 in that, but it doesn't make her James Bond. They have come up with the idea of like, should James Bond be recasted as a girl? Which 10 years ago would have been laughed at. Like, huh, what, Jamie Bond? That's hilarious. Now, you have no idea whether that's going to happen. Well, I, I think Anna de Armas' take is based. She is. Uh, so, so she says, it says, no time to die. Anna de Armas has concise feelings about whether or not. Thank you. Thank you. About whether or not James Bond should be female. Uh, the the uh, spoiler alert. She does not think that James Bond should be a, f- uh, be a female. There's no need for a female Bond. There shouldn't be any need to steal someone else's character, you know, to take over. This is a novel and it leads into this James Bond world and this fantasy of that universe where he's at. And the thing about that is, it is a fantasy. James Bond is the quintessential male power fantasy. Uh, hmm. The idea that... Uh, uh, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. That's what James Bond is. Okay. Uh, what dude does not want to go around the world uh, uh, doing cool spy stuff, saving people's lives, and having sex with Getting tons chicks. of and, and having sex with tons of hot women? That's uh, that is a very very prototypical male power fantasy. But mm. in the current year, women aren't allowed to be women in Hollywood. Women have to be facsimiles of men. Meaning that you don't give women roles that make them powerful women. You give them roles that make them substandard. Men in these. Well, what would you see as a role that empowers women anymore? Like, Uh, it's so confusing because. Okay, uh, let's let's see. Uh, in the show Reacher, uh, there is a, a female character in there that is a cop that is very good at her job, but she's not portrayed as a superhuman. She's not uh, seen as the, on the same level as the character of Reacher, who was an army intelligence officer, as well as a special forces soldier, but she is good at her job uh, uh, of law enforcement, and uh, she does lots of research in that show and helps him in ways that seem complementary to his skill set, not just... And when she gets in fights with people, she's not beating up dudes twice her size. Mm-hmm. Right. Even that, I would say, is kind of an, a stretch to think that most women would see that as what they want to do. I would see it more as uh, roles mm-hmm. of uh, protective mothers or it just wouldn't be in the action space most of the time. So um, I'm wondering, obviously, you don't think that they should gender swap James Bond, no. but you think it would be fine if they race swapped him. James Bond is not James Bond if he's a girl. James okay, Bond can but still some people Bond might also say his race is just as integral to who he is as his gender because those are his immutable characteristics. They're that, uh, both. That, yeah, that argument right? can be made. Uh, in the in the books, or uh, so in, I mean, if the race yeah. can be swapped, where do you stop? In, where do in you the draw movies, the line? In the movies, they don't often. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard them refer to James Bond as uh, uh, none of the traits of where he ends up has to do with him being. Uh, Caucasian, right? It has to do with him being now. There is to say he is he is a of British, not nobility, but you know he he's a I guess what you'd call landed gentry. His family comes from wealth, mm-hmm. uh, in where he's from in the books, from what I understand. Okay. So th- in that case, yes, it does. But they don't really reference that a ton in the movies, from what I understand. Maybe a little bit in Skyfall and in the earlier ones, but for the most part, if it's just an action movie of a guy who is, and I understand that a lot of people don't like this take on it and would prefer that it's uh, that all the traits remain the same. But to me, if it's a dude and it's about a do a guy's power fantasy, then I see that as integral to the character. I don't see swapping out the okay. So then they make him a woman. Uh, uh, does that mean that the character is now bisexual? Is the character now gay and, and is also into women, or is the character into men? How does that change the dynamic between uh, a female spy going around? Is she picking up like beta dudes who just like you know what I'm saying? Well, uh, of course, like I don't think it makes sense either. But what I'm saying is. 
you either need to go all or nothing. If you're going to change one thing about him that one of his immutable yep. characteristics, then there's no line that can be drawn. If they, re- if I read the books, right, and they didn't mention what uh, race he was, I wouldn't care. Uh, right? Did they mention his I d- race? I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's something it, that needed to, to be, be mentioned, mentioned at the time yes. that they were written. Uh, and Ian had mentioned before, Lisa, if you're doing this on stage, obviously this is a little bit different. Like on stage, they cast the best person for the job and that's the, and, and that's how they do it. And that's why I was wondering what your take on something like this was. You would have a lot more creative freedom in casting with theater. Theater is really like uh, experimental, uh, yeah. but for movies and TV that live forever, um, uh, you do, uh, you know, like you were saying, if you're if you're doing a movie about an ex-slave from the South, you don't make it a white guy. If mm-hmm. it was referencing someone that was a black person, you, you you cast a black actor. But like with James Bond, I think the two things that are immutable about the character are that it's a guy because he sleeps with a lot of women. And that's you women don't sleep with a lot of guys. That's not like the fantasy. And that the age like it's not a kid. And you got to have like a, a middle age. And, and, and British. 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 And yeah, British. for sure. Those are the like if, if like I, said, I understand what you're saying, like you have to go all or nothing. But to me. Uh, I'm willing to make those compromises. Mm-hmm. There, there have been examples in the past. Nick Fury in Marvel is uh, portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson. That in the comics was not a black character. Never bothered me. Don't care. I think well, Idris Elba is he British? Yes. He He'd be a phenomenal James Bond. I push back on that one. All he's too old. He's too old now. Not if not if they're going to sign him for four movies. He's in his mid fifties already. He's too old. He's but, so badass. Yeah, I I've been I I've rewatched The Wire once a year. He's fantastic in The Wire. He's a, a Luther. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. I think he would make a fantastic Bond villain. He'd be a great Bond villain. He was a, he he played a bad guy like a super villain type character in the Hobbs and Shaw movie, the Fast and the Furious spinoff. Yeah, fantastic. I saw that. So I think he could do that very very well. I just uh, I understand that there's a lot of purists that disagree with me on on the concept that uh, his uh, race doesn't matter in this case. But I do think that the mo- things that matter the most are that he's a male and that he's British. Okay, um, I guess when you're saying it can't be translated into a female power fantasy you're saying that but it can't be communicated to like the larger culture because all of uh, i mean there's literally a a documentary asking what is a woman if all of that is thrown up in the air and left to be questioned then we don't know what a male fantasy is or a female fantasy is or what women want what men want I think we do. I think they're just constantly getting people to try and question. You could have a female well, that's British why this spy. Is even a conversation. Yeah. yeah, you could build a female British spy. That'd be a cool character, but it but wouldn't be James be Bond. Bond. Yeah, 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 James Bond is like a womanizer. That's kind of part of his character. Every movie mm-hmm. he's sleeping with different. Is women. that supposed to be a flaw of his, or is that kind no. of just ingrained it, it in the story? It used to be considered a heroic attribute in the yeah. '50s and stuff, but yeah. now it's kind of like smart. I mean, it's it's a little. You could consider it a flaw, but they don't write it to be a flaw in the movies, which they could start doing. I don't know. They toned cool. it back in the in the Daniel Craig ones towards the end. Uh, uh, he kind of gets back into it in Skyfall, but like like I said, he falls in love with Vesper Lind uh, in Casino Royale, and then eventually ends up with I forget the uh, it's Ledoux. It's almost embarrassing. Like every woman he meets, he he gets sexual. Like in like it's like a villainous woman meets him, she wants to have sex with him. Fam- like, 
Famke Jansen in in Goldeneye yeah. right? with the with the with the squeeze the leg cannot resist. To... He's irresistible. I mean, that's part of his thing too. He's yeah. irresistible charmer. He is. It's uh, and at least uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that too because you're right. Like they want you to question whether it actually is a fantasy. Whether you know what's real, what isn't, uh, what is a woman, what this and that. And it sucks. It's a relevant that question. The average person knows that this is uh, that when when these movies do well, that's because the average person mm-hmm. just knows what this is. But because it's very hard to articulate uh, even now uh doing it for uh right now i'm having a hard time articulating why exactly it works yeah. but you just know that it does I, a quick correction he doesn't get every woman q is <laughs> is immune to his wiles the uh, uh wait don't it's not q it's uh, the q's the dude uh oh money penny <laughs> yeah money penny. penny money yes just uh, can't get money penny the, he wants her though. Oddly enough, the, the or does he get Money Penny? I don't know. The actress who played Money Penny in the in the in the Brazen one's name was Samantha Bond. So that would always I just get this screwed up. She, and her real name was Samantha Bond. His boss too. What's her name? Well, uh, that's M. But that's M. Th- that's been men and women. Oh yeah. Because right. Judy Dench was the first woman to play M. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was great. Yes, she's my favorite she's version fantastic. of that character. I'm not a huge fan of the of the Ralph Fiennes version of that character, but that's just because I. I really checked out of the... I loved Skyfall. I think that was the last great Bond uh, that Daniel Craig did. in Casino Royale is, uh, in my opinion, uh, very close to a Bond masterpiece. But in general, I like Judi Dench in those. As, as I saw Goldeneye. You guys see, that was the one. I mean, I played the, the Nintendo 64 game religiously. Yes. And wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, Al, uh, Alec Trevelyan, all those, you know. So the, I would have loved if they had made uh, uh, there was um, a character Michelle Yeoh played a, a character named Waylon that was her name Waylon uh, in in Die Another Day which is uh, a really really good James Bond movie which is honestly more relevant now than uh, I'm sorry Tomorrow Never Dies uh, where it's an evil media bo- an evil media oh, baron yeah, who change it, who like literally like commits crimes so that he can report them as the, like so he can change the the news. Uh, uh, like he has like a he has like what a year s- was this? Ninety seven. That's funny. Uh, he doesn't like it's, uh, it's so it's so funny because it's like he's an evil media baron when he's talking about I want print, I want news, I want TV, radio. He never mentions the internet, and that's how early like the yeah. internet doesn't get mentioned at all. It was uh, uh, what's the guy's name? I'm looking for this actor, Jonathan, Jonathan Price. Price yeah. yep. Who is uh he's a he's a hilarious one. Like if you want like my example of like Sally Richardson Whitfield people that are awful on Twitter, he is a he is a, a riot on Twitter if you like to disagree with Oh, somebody. Jonathan Price? Yes, he's oh. uh he's very uh oh, yeah. interesting on Twitter. Uh, but uh, Michelle Yeoh played Waylon, which was a very, very... I don't remember if she... I believe she's Chinese in that movie. I don't remember... If it, uh, forgive me, I can't remember if the character's Chinese or Japanese. But in that movie, she's uh, a spy and very competent, very good at her job. They could have easily made a spinoff about her and it would have... Uh, I don't know if it would have done well then. But if they had done that now, that would do very, very well because it was organically fit into the original premise and then you build on that. Right? I think... If you turn Bond into a woman and you would have to keep the womanizer thing so it would be very sexual and yes. erotic and it would make the movies too erotic. Yeah. It'd be too much female, female sexuality because you can't have her getting it with a bunch of guys. That would not make sense. It no. wouldn't be cool. And, and Or they would try to portray it as that and people wouldn't like it. It and then, wouldn't resonate. And then people would be like, oh, you incels, you just don't want right. women to be able to. Yeah, that's it. Would It wouldn't it wouldn't translate, like you said. And when things don't work organically, they don't translate. Mm-hmm. Then the media gets mad and says it's because <laughs> of bigotry. Now I almost wouldn't want it to happen just so that we can talk about it and rage about it yes <laughs> all right uh do you uh, do you want to do super chats 
Yes. Uh, Goofer Trooper said, Ian, when are you coming back to Washington? I think I saw you last time you were on vacation, but I didn't get to say hi. Goofer Trooper. Uh, Washington State. I don't have any plans right now, but I was actually thinking about mm. going to Washington a couple nights ago. Interesting. So maybe, maybe. Uh, Steven Igorovich said, Mary, you suck at answering your DMs, so I have to super chat you to remind you of our photo shoot. But Ian's looking pretty good, too. Winky face. <laughs> um, yeah, too, we're baby. thinking something with big, giant mushrooms, fairy tales. Perfect. I don't know. What are you doing? Uh, nothing is set in stone. This guy is just uh, thinking about doing a photo shoot. Love the mu- like uh, Amanita muscaria, the red mushrooms with the white. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. Love mm-hmm. those. Araftas of Stet said, got a bonus at work that I'd share with PCC and Ian. Wow. Well, well you. you're actually sending it directly to Hannah Claire's bank account. <laughs> that is that, yes. So you might want to retract that statement. Uh, Goofer Trooper said, Nick Fury was black in the comments before Comment. Sam yep. L. Jackson. The Ultimates and ha- the Ultimates had a black Nick, and it's the same universe as Miles Morales. Okay, yeah, so not... Um People okay. are talking about Leslie Jones. I don't want to see this name anymore. Yes. Uh, Caper2x said, Brett, point of order. Reacher is military police. I think I said military intelligence, but he's right. Yes. Uh, okay. Waffles Sensei said, playing odd job was cheating. Yeah, really. He was so short. It was You just shoot right over his head. He's talking about Goldeneye on the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. And Jaws was just like a, a penalty because he's so easy to hit because he's so tall. <laughs> Cosmic Surgeon said, I'll be okay with race swapping when it starts going both directions. It is as necessary for 007 to be white as Shaft is to be black. Yeah, like I I, I understand 110% everybody's uh, disdain for that practice. I just, I I found that as long as they don't start talking, like as long as they don't make the movie with Reggae Jean Page, right? And then start talking about him being a, a different race in the movie. I can separate it and not think about it as long as they don't draw attention to it in the movie and make it part of the story, which would feel inauthentic to the character. Hmm. Um, bad app. I'm not reading that. <laughs> oh, no, that's actually what he's, what he's talking about. That's a line. I, I mean, I'm not I'm assuming that's what he's referring to in the uh, uh, remember Denise Richards, who we're going to talk about at the end of the show today. Yes. Well, I do she remember she was in um, a James Bond movie called The World is Not Enough, where she plays literally the world's least believable nuclear physicist in history uh she's a she works with nuclear yes uh she doesn't look like one and no she does not and her character name is christmas uh christmas jones or something like that uh and uh and then at the end james bond well uh well they're in the throes of passion makes the joke i thought christmas only came once a year which uh may go down in history as the worst joke of all time (laughs) what year was uh, this 99 the bond (laughs) they love the 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 titles of their movies is like thing is not this. This. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all, I was just thinking that. They're all like that. They're all like that. Um, well, that's what Goldeneye was different. Goldeneye, Goldeneye, Goldeneye was, was really unique, a, dude. Alan Cumming was incredible. It was like his breakout role, yeah. too. He was so good in that movie. Yes. Boris. Uh, and very, very slimy. Yeah. In, in that. Uh, what a Ma- cast. Uh, Martin Campbell directed that. Martin Campbell actually launched two successful uh, Bond relaunches. He he did the Daniel he did Daniel Craig's first movie. He did Casino Royale, and he directed Goldeneye, launching Pierce Brosnan's career oh, as James Bond. Oh man. Uh, Jonathan Harris said Idris Alba could have been a good race swapped James Bond. The main issue, which would make it fail, that is that they would try and shoehorn some racial lines into it. 
all James Bond has to be is a man and British. I that's I agree a hundred ten percent with that. And like I said, I don't believe in current year. If I'm going to give uh, everyone who disagrees with me the the benefit of the doubt, that I understand that Hollywood would not be able to resist including some type of line that would call attention to it and instantly take you off. Man, when I read scripts, and I've been reading a lot, of, I've, a lot of scripts in my life, when you read the character descriptions at the beginning of the script, when they're like, John, 35, yep. black, I'm like, oh, God, who yep. cares what yep. color this thing is? Like, it doesn't... John, 35, man, yeah. like that's all you need. And then you just fill it in. Or John, 35, you know, you just fill it in. You don't need to like pre-decide... Yep. what they're going to look like. You're not making a Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Macro said 007 is a code name, and I don't think James Bond is even his actual name, so I've got no problem with a switch, especially since they keep upping the time frames of the movies, unless he's immortal, lol. Um, I believe that uh, uh, James Bond is his actual name. At least they, they talk about it in, in Skyfall. I believe that his parents, his name is actually James Bond, so... Uh, that's that always seems the fun only to reason me. I'm saying I don't want them to race swap is because they're doing it consciously. Yep. If it were an organic decision that you're actually finding the best person for the role, yep. like Nick Fury, I think I, I haven't still haven't seen the movies, but Samuel Jackson's such a good actor yep. that I'm excited to see him regardless of what role it is. Yep. Hmm. I just think they're they're doing it race consciously every time, yep. and it's annoying. Cosmic Surgeon said, "So you're okay with Shaft?" being white if they don't call attention to it lol uh being uh, i mean is there is there no racial component to the character of shaft like it's it's is it important to the characters to the storytelling of the character i have not seen that i don't think uh, it matters if it's important to the storytelling of the character i think it's about staying true to the to the um, design of the character the shaft i never saw the movie but the idea was it was a dude 1971 black dude what was the guy's name the actor Samuel L. Jackson played him recently. Well, the yeah, yeah. Richard, Richard Roundtree yeah. in the original one. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it was about like that culture, I think, in New York yeah. City or wherever it took place. Um, I don't know if it has to be. I don't know if it's a one-to-one -one comparison, I guess. It's, like What this is about, I'm sorry to just like call out what the elephant in the room is. It's that they want less white people in movies. That's what it's about. So, so if they're race-swapping James Bond... It's for that reason. It's not because yeah. they're looking for the best guy for the role. There is no way, uh, there is no aspect in which Hollywood is doing it because they want to catch, cast the best person yeah. for the role. So they're I don't even want to entertain yeah. it. Yeah. I never got the vibe that it was less white. It was more diversity. Was, but that's the yeah. cloaked, like, flowery language in front of it. But yes. ultimately, I think that's what it means. Yeah. Let, let's say, I hope I, I'm wrong. I, but. We, we as being people in the know understand that that's what their motivation is. So it's different for us because mm. we're, we're aware, but they're, they're right. Like I don't believe for a second that if they did this, that they would be doing it because they cast the best person. And it makes, and it annoys me when they pretend like they do. Maybe I'm just longing for a time back in the day when I wasn't aware of this stuff going on. Uh, and it didn't mm. bother me as much. So you could say that maybe I'm in a little bit of denial there. But uh, I do understand the argument from both sides. Mm -hmm. Waffle Sensei said, hey, bad app, just make your super chat say I'm not going to read that. And Mary will read them. That is, <laughs> that is a genius life hack for you. Life hack. 
uh, and then uh, one more said race swapping is a slippery slope even if done well absolutely no they're absolutely right Listen, I, I understand that I don't have the most popular opinion uh, on that uh, on that here so that's 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 good I, I love having the discussion oh I did want to mention the um, actually we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Anna de Armas one so uh, when we talk about crappy um, w- when these people lecture you about your behavior just remember that people like Jamie Lee Curtis exist in based Anna de Armas who says that they don't need to gender swap James Bond who is clearly a class act in rising in Hollywood in every level. She was in Blade Runner 2049. She was in No Time to Die. She was in the horrible movie Knock Knock, but we'll give her leeway on that because it's got the great Keanu Reeves in it. But she's a fantastic actress. And then we have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, who has been uh, a vocal, like, uh, you know, high-level progressive for a long time. And I have no idea why she would admit this freely. Like, it's actually really weird. Did, Mary, did this seem weird to you that she was even willing to I, admit this? I don't think the headline is being super fair or, like, representing what she actually said, though. So uh, She said, um, I assumed, and I say this with real embarrassment because she had come from Cuba, that she had just arrived. I made an assumption that she was inex- an inexperienced, unsophisticated young woman. Um, Curtis explained that she asked Darmus because she was so impressed with her that she said oh what are your dreams yeah what which just sounds condescending to to me and weirdly uh i'm sorry it just sounds really condescending it just sounds like some stupid uh, question that she asks everybody because she's an actress what are your dreams um she was surprised to learn that day armis already knew (laughs) jake gyllenhaal um but like that's not her saying she she assumed that she was unsophisticated because she's from Cuba. Well, she said, you know, because uh, she, she said uh, it, because she means... had come from Cuba. Um, uh, so the question is, did she know beforehand, and is that why she said it? If it is, then that's weird. I'm missing the context. I don't think context. that's why she said it. it, it what is it, is this in regards to her comments about Bond? No, no, this is just they, they work together on a movie coming oh, out. Okay. And I just brought it up because Anna Diarmas was the focus of that previous article. Uh, and this came out the other day, and I, I didn't want to cover it as an individual topic, but I did find it interesting that it sounds very, very, um, I don't know what the word for it would be. Uh, pa- like, uh, like Hollywood liberal. Smarmy? Yeah, uh, smarmy. Uh, Smarm. What'd you call it? Hollywood. Uh... Hollywood liberals. Just being Hollywood liberals. It says the irony is the film *Knives Out*, which pra- which is praised by progressive film critics for the way it attacked Trump supporters in the film. Anna de Armas plays the nurse of the patriarch of a wealthy family. When he suddenly dies, the rest of the family meet up to figure out how the wealth will be divided, which leads to a murder mystery. The film, which was written and directed by the Last Jedi's Ryan Johnson, uh, does not attempt to hide its disdain for quote MAGA people, and critics gushed about calling it a "fu" to rich white Trump supporters. While the film took numerous shots at the Trump family for their supposed racism and selfishness. It was Jamie Lee Curtis who ironically displayed the same sort of bigotry they're accused of. It is a weird form of like white savior complex. This, this tweet said, the casual racism of Jamie Lee Curtis regarding Anna de Armas is both infuriating and totally expected. It's cringy as hell and also exactly in line with how Americans are told and taught to think about both Cuba specifically and Hispanic people generally. Well, and she hasn't lived in Cuba for a long time. She she came, uh, uh, Anna de Armas uh, came to America in her teens and she's obviously not a teenager anymore, so. Uh, and they and then yeah and then they use the word white savior complex here. It just proves to you that the the it's all, it's all cloaked and it's all projection, weapons grade projection from all of them. So, yeah. Uh, there is one more super chat down there, and then we'll move on. Uh, Wayward Soul said Anna Armas is why I watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine once a month. I loved her in that. 
Yep, she is. She is great. I didn't see it. How? What would you give it on a scale from one to ten? The whole movie, I think it kind of dragged. To be honest, uh, most of um his, uh, of the director's like a work. Six. Yeah. yeah, I got bored. I was. I wouldn't rewatch of, it. Uh, Ryan, so. what's his name? Ryan. Uh, Gosling? Gosling? Gosling, like walking around with There's no a lot of dialogue. Him like walking looking at a bed and, and like lights. Quiet, yeah. <laughs> dark, red lighting on the wall and mm-hmm. stuff. Well, that's very Blade Runner. The, the, I saw yeah. the first Blade Runner too and I was also equally bored. I mean, it was Harrison yeah. Ford. I thought it was going to be off the charts because I was a huge Indiana Jones fan in the 80s. But well, that was, that was, was so uh, long. And I feel like the dark. only thing that matters with a movie is whether you would watch it again, yeah. right? Uh, like I if there's the something to to see about it that you didn't see before watching it again right there are movies that or, i i watch one time and, and then wouldn't watch again but wouldn't call them bad movies that I, you love like memorable love stuff. no but movies that i enjoyed plenty fine but wouldn't watch know. again so maybe because i don't uh it's just not a subject that interests me enough to want to watch it multiple times but i guess yeah all right let's move on and this is uh i, I talked beforehand said dave Chappelle's show in minneapolis tonight canceled amidst uh transphobic remarks backlash legendary venue immortalized in prince's purple rain that venue being first avenue uh i am from minnesota first avenue is indeed a legendary venue uh have you from, been there i have uh uh, solid gold there back in 20, 2009. I've been there a couple of times. It's it's. I was never a live event person for music, so I don't you know, like most of my friends were have been really because I feel like no. I miss when live music was like pre COVID and yes. Uh, but I've been to the Varsity more, which is where the show ended up. Okay. Uh, so basically, I'm going to read the statement from uh, First Ave uh, before we get started, and then w- and then we'll talk about it. So basically, the idea here was that they sold 1,500 tickets in minutes like in minutes sold out that they added two additional shows to the varsity. This is what I'm thinking. Like Dave Chappelle, as we know, like sells out anywhere he goes. He's a huge success. So why is it that the staff throwing a fit at the venue matters more than the profit? Because uh, First Ave is uh, that's activist central out there that 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 area the that is a very very progressive part of the city uh, uptown uh, next to it is a very very progressive area so the but ideology what do you think keeps a progressive area going other than the revenue it brings in well they 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 bring in plenty well, like we have statements on the on the timcast.com article uh, oh, from other wow. music performers who were not happy with it but we'll read their statement first Thank so it says you. the Dave Chappelle uh, the Dave Chappelle show tonight at First Ave has been canceled and is moving to the Varsity Theater. To staff, artists, and our community, we hear you and we are sorry. We know we must uh, we must hold ourselves to the highest standards and we know we let you down. We are not just a black box with people in it and we understand that First Ave is not just a room. But a meaningful, but meaningful beyond our walls. The First Avenue team uh, and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest, <laughs> the safest spaces in the country, and we will continue with that mission. We believe in diverse voices and freedom of expression. No, you don't. That's funny. No, you don't. You do not believe in that. You believe the opposite of that. You can cloak <laughs> it in all the flowery language you want. You want. You do not believe in that, and I hate prepared uh, publicist statements that completely contradict their behavior. I will move on and continue. I apologize. Uh, so we believe in diver- in diverse uh, uh, in diverse voices and freedom of ex- and freedom of artistic expression. But in honoring that, we must uh, we lost sight of the impact that would have. We know that there are the uh, that there are some who are who would not agree with this decision. You are welcome to send feedback. If you are a ticket holder, look for an email and information on tickets transferring over to the Varsity Theater. So. 
you know what this sounds like? It's sorry that we couldn't have this fly under the radar. Yep. Why do you book him in the first place? I Everyone knows about the controversy. I couldn't believe it. It's not like you were either. unaware. Yeah. Have an explanation that actually makes sense. This is just groveling. The, a lot of the arguments that I saw were just like, look, this isn't the government. This is a private business. They're allowed to do this. And you're absolutely well, right. Yeah. But the statement directly contradicts the behavior in which they're enacting. Okay? It's like pretending that they didn't know, which is impossible. Exactly. <laughs> they were hoping that they could make yeah. all the money. And then and maybe say with. sorry after exactly. Uh, and I want to point out that the the, um, the the comments in the in the Tim in the Timcast one. Uh, so you see, someone wrote this very polite thing on the wall there. That's very uh, tolerant and, and progressive to, to type. For those this. who are listening on Spotify, uh, it's F Chappelle. Yep. Uh, and then they they uh, and somebody wrote turf suck uh, in chalk on the ground. Uh, and this is from a group. <laughs> this is, so, this is like, from a group absurd. called uh, Minnesota uh, MN Uprising. And the language here will will make you understand what what they're talking about here. So it says attempting to host uh, transphobe Dave Chappelle when confronted with <sighs> backlash you. and employees who put their foot down against bigotry they passed the show on to the varsity theater brave comrades showed up in numbers to confront those who put their money behind transphobia at varsity theater plans to host Chappelle for two more nights to to the employees of the varsity theater we hope you hold back your labor and strike well uh on one hand that is one way to do it is to to tell the people working there to make that choice but what they're actually saying is uh, we uh, we strongly, well, hitting a baseball bat, suggest that you strike in the name of, of our cause. Also, the use of comrade is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Talk about what is this communist yeah. crap. What, did they, is this vandalism, this F. Chappelle thing? Yes. Did they sprayed it on the wall of the venue? Looks like chalk. drew it on? Okay. Chalk. So, okay, so it's uh, chalk. It's not that big of a deal. Here's another, another quote. It says, every action of fascism happening in so-called Minneapolis... <laughs> called Minneapolis, uh, shares a root of colonial violence, be it from corporations, the pigs, or the city, said MN Uprising uh, in the conclusion to its threads. To the comrades who continue to fight, we love you. Continue to engage in radical action and rage against violence. The time to act is now. So they don't actually care about colonialism. Otherwise, they wouldn't, you know, they don't. They don't care. The, mm -hmm. They care about uh, per, uh, pushing their message, and they don't care about the fact that Dave Chappelle is an African-American. They care about pushing their message. Uh, I, the hypocrisy of it is is hilarious to me. I don't know, even know if it's about the message, because they, they are aware that, you know, if he's rejected from one venue, the next venue in line is eager to have him. But even then, they're pushing. Now they're saying, now they're going to the workers at the varsity and saying, yeah. hold back your labor. But at some point, like... They're going to say no, and then what is this about other than you just feeling like you're belonging to some cause? Yep. People just have no lives or, like, purposes. I also want to point out that there's an article here from uh, NPR. It says, Chappelle's transphobic jokes vary from invalidating the existence of trans people to joking about trans women's bodies. In one special, he compared being a transgender to wearing blackface. The comedian continues to defend and perform the material despite years of callouts insisting that his views on gender are biological facts. If you want to know who you're, who's in charge... Look at who you're not allowed to criticize. This is the strongest example of that. I don't believe that they're in charge, but I believe that the people who want to push groups like MN Uprising use their ideal, use uh, the trans uh, trans people as a shield for their 
actual views. It's a mask to what they actually believe, which is what uh, vague, vaguely communist, vaguely weird. Uh, um, you know, Marxist. I don't even, yeah, I don't Marxist even know beliefs. if they know anything about Marxism. So the idea here. Care. Um, and, and, then, and then they get pushed back from other, and this is what I'm saying, other performers started to push back, uh, which says, Ian, thank, thank you. you, thank you. Ian Sutherland says their feelings about their employees' actions haven't changed since the show got canceled. Sutherland is queer and trans and has worked as a sound engineer and stage manager at First Avenue for three years. Their band, Birth Order, made an Instagram post on Tuesday condemning the decision to host Chappelle along with musicians Saul One, New Primals, Gully Boys, Serious Machine, and others. I just want to know, like, okay, the idea here is what? That you're allowed, to, you're not allowed to criticize them because they look at it as what? Punching down, right? You're not allowed to punch down. You can only punch yeah. up. Uh, somebody at Dave Chappelle's level of fame and, and money, if you actually look at class, is always punching down. Well, they're saying that class isn't the only uh, salient meaning of, you know, who is on the top or bottom of society. So I think if you really want to talk about jokes being funny only if they punch down or only if they punch up, he is punching up because, from our perspective, because he's uh, punching up against the currently acceptable views to have yes so the principle does follow like it does apply here it's just not in the way that they think it does and they actually this article points out that they, they see it the same way as you and me pointed out is that they wanted to get away with it and have it be a performative action after the fact where it says They're like uh, we didn't know who dave Chappelle was or what his <laughs> jokes were we had no idea goswich said that the, she thought that first avenue prioritizing the safety of its staff and guests was uh what made its venues different from other places and that she expected better from her workplace I'm guessing that she's saying that they would They're literally be... They're talking about it like they invited some, like, convicted pedophile or, like, or like a murderer. The the the, uh, the vigor of his jokes will throw them into a wall, uh, I guess. They'll, they'll need fainting couches. I, I think, uh, and I'm being hyperbolic here, I understand. It says, I, I think that corporate upper management thinks that they can get away with a lot and write off and write off of performative actions, like complaining after the fact like oh i'm we're, we're saying after the fact oh we're so sorry we yeah. did not yes they want to be able to do that because that they want to both the they want to both do the virtue signaling and make the money yeah and they said oh we're not just a, a black box that has people in it literally that is what you are and that's what you make money off of yep uh, because they think that we depend upon them for independent music venues, she said. But Minneapolis is ripe with opportunities for independent musicians in small venues. If this is the kind of, prior, of priority that's, uh, that safety takes in their minds, we don't need them unless they change. What safety? What do you mean by that? What, what's un, what, what's, what about it's unsafe? I'm at, like, I understand that I sound like a, a dick right now, but I'm saying like, what? <laughs> no, you don't. I mean, it's a valid question. Like, sure. Are they saying because the idea is that his uh, his words inspire people who are uh, who are emboldened by uh, what he says to commit acts of violence against uh, marginalized groups? Well, as has come up when we've talked about Dave Chappelle in the past, there's been a complete reversal of all the language so that safety. Uh, and violence only is about words. Yep. Your physical actions have nothing to do with it, which is why they've deemed it acceptable to physically assault Dave Chappelle for saying jokes. 
So, so, uh, and they're calling it, they're calling it, uh, fascism, uh, his, they, him being on that show, that group MN uprising is calling it an act of fascism. My favorite comparison was somebody pointed out that the, the, the first Av was made famous by Prince, Prince being a gay icon, right? Uh, but had comments in 2008 that are still considered off color, uh, by today's standards, uh, I think I actually have that here. Like, basically, he said... Um, His comment that I read from that article, it's at the very top of it. Yeah. Uh, um, it was funny, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, it says, uh, do you want to read that part? Uh, sure. He so, said... Uh, God came to earth, he tapped his Bible and said, God came to earth and saw people sticking it wherever and doing with it, doing it with whatever. And he just cleared it all out. He was like, enough. Um, and this exchange caused one of the last great controversies in his career. The homophobe label attached itself to him, which doesn't, you know, frame the situation correctly. The, it, the homophobe label was attached to him actively by groups that wanted to attack him. Yep. Um, it's just, just ironic because he's been also, you know, called a gay icon. Yes, he is. He's absolutely... It's like, did you choose that or did did they choose it for you? Yeah. It says... It says uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the idea here is like a, he was just who he was. He just wanted to be who he was. And they, attract, through their own projection turned him into an icon based on an ideology that they and believe I, in. I think, like, that's kind of why someone like Harry Styles, there's just this unmistakable self-awareness about it yeah. that you want to be that. something. It's a try-hard vibe that, like, that's why you're not that. Yep. You know, here's the, he says, here's how it is. You've got the you've got the Republicans and basically they want to live according to this. He pointed to a Bible. But then there's the problem of interpretation. And you've got some churches, some people basically doing things and saying thing. It comes from here, but it doesn't. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, you've got blue. You've got the Democrats and they're like, you can do whatever you want. Gay marriage, whatever. But neither of them is right. It's a very, very like neutral stance mm -hmm. uh, at best. So the it, it, he championed First Ave. I don't know if any of you ever saw Purple Rain. I've never seen it. No. Okay. Uh, so First Ave is famous a lot because of him. Uh, so I just find it funny that like they, they pick and choose what rules they follow, who their icons are. Uh, and in this case, Chappelle just doesn't fit that mold for them. So he is bashable and uh, therefore he has to be told to move. And now the varsity will reap all the rewards for it by hosting all three shows. They, they sold out 15,000 tic 1,500 tickets in less than five minutes and then had to add two more shows. Now the varsity gets all three of them. So, I don't know. What are you looking at? Sorry, I'm looking at Super Chats. Okay, uh, let's go for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the Kilted Carnivore said, James Bond could be a woman in adult film and be named <laughs> Jamie Bondage. Free idea. Oh, they are about to make that million dollar idea happen. Then. Send it to pitches at timcast.com. <laughs> Send that to pitches at timcast.com. We've got a lot in the works, as Tim loves to say. Yes, I, I love the <laughs> I, I love the idea that there's just like an abandoned pitches folder somewhere, like just full of ideas because people don't get that we're that we're mm -hmm. kind of being sarcastic. Well, don't tell them. <laughs> Aaron Larson said, Shaft's blackness is definitely as integral as Bond's Britishness. Bo Bond's whiteness, along with his social class, is integral, but arguably less so, and mostly for class reasons, not race. That's better phrased than I could have, than I could have phrased it, so mm -hmm. thank you. Uh, Joseph said, the caboose is better anyway, F First Avenue. Yep, yep. Gold Macro said, Anna should have responded to destroy all my enemies. 
Hmm. I don't know what that means. Caper two X said, "Congrats, Ian. No graphene mentioned yet. Oh darn it. <laughs> Oops. Too well, bad. You mentioned it. Ian didn't mention it." Hobbit said, Mary, they are okay with murderers and pedophiles. Yep. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Amboy said, the communists that got the Chappelle show canceled in Minnesota are the same people <laughs> who, <laughs> yes. who San Diego Comic-Con told to wash their butts before they were allowed to come in. I, I don't know if those are exactly the same groups. I'm guessing that the, 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 the Comic-Con people are too busy focusing on Comic-Con to worry too much about, like, they're too worried about who's, uh, about who's performing at Comic-Con and whether they're vaccinated or not. So. Yeah, and whether they've gotten a PCR test in the last 12 hours. Exactly. Goofer Trooper said, speaking of words, Ian, help me bring back groovy Ooh, with that shirt i mean groovy seems like it's got to be a obviously thing. get your groove on yeah. <laughs> jonathan harris said uh oh, minnesota so glad my parents had some sense and had me move back home instead of staying out there after college beautiful state to visit leave before they indoctrinate <sighs> before the indoctrination sets in i made it to 35 without being uh, uh, heavily indoctrinated they're like yeah but you don't want a, a white james bond so you've clearly been indoctrinated i i made it out of minnesota very very sane so that's that's not well, everybody schools but also weren't yes. so crazy back then i remember um like I, I remember talking to somebody recently about the pledge of allegiance and, and how like we were talking about the like it is weird on the outset now when you think about the concept of what the pledge of allegiance is and and talking about schools and how it's so different now that you wouldn't have that i don't think they have that in public do they still have the Pledge of Allegiance in public I think it schools? depends on the state. Okay. I bet Hannah Claire would know everything about this. She I just would. know. Um, <laughs> she would start going off. But school was very normal for me. Like, I don't remember any of the heavy uh, uh, indoctrination, but I'm also older. so the, mm -hmm. It was more about, That's for me, why. I'm 43 now, it was more about interactions with other kids in the school, less about very little to do with the teachers, very little to do with politics. It was like interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Nathan Koss said, I don't think the venue fears Dave's speech as violence. They're afraid of the actual real violence the zombie horde of activists threatened them with. Yeah, did you see that video of the of the lady who got shot into her apartment uh, by the guy and then they were like out protesting for him even though he was trying to... Uh, Minnesota, yeah, like, yeah. I, I did not leave. Like, I love my friends from Minnesota. I love every single one of them. Some of them are, are, are okay with me being out here working here. A, a couple of them not so much happy with the fact that they came out here to work is but this the next portland or like uh, what's happening minnesota's there? kind of well yeah minneapolis is a, a very very blue like the outskirts of minnesota like the the suburbs and then the the smaller cities are fairly red the minneapolis st paul st paul a little bit less so except for the arts district but minneapolis is very very progressive and that's just how it is out there i think i always nope oh, we good I don't think we lost Is the stream. stream. Okay. I think I think we're good, guys. Did we lose the stream? Somebody let me know. I think uh, we're okay. Okay. Like we did not lose. Uh, like uh, I lost my train of thought. Like I did not. Uh, I don't feel like uh, I got the indoctrination that my friends got out there. But you know, people make their own choices. That's 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 okay. And I love my friends still, no matter what they believe. Uh, Nathan Settlemeyer said, "Ian, can you feel my vibrations? They are saying I love you. Never change, my dude." Thanks, dog. Never change. That's right. Well, we're always changing, but I'll try and stay stable. Ne <laughs> the idea would be that uh, to grow, but never uh, change your core values. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Do not uh, be radically warped. Exactly. Goofer Trooper said, Ian, if you say groovy on IRL tonight, I'd be forever in your debt. Gro also, Mary, I'm loving the look today, mm -hmm. and Brett seems like he needs to rant. 
I'm uh, not going to be able to say groovy you. tonight on IRL. I'm not going to be on IRL tonight. No. No, I'm taking the night off. No. I think Mary's going to be on IRL tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, then Mary, I think Mary has to say groovy. I finally then. know. Now I, I will say groovy. You'll I have to do it. work it into a sentence. Say it for me. Yes. All right. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to do Podluck, and we're going to start with Marvel Math, which I just t- take as being um, people need to hire lawyers, which is what this means here. So it says, uh, Marvel, Marvel Math, comics creators claim it's a bait-and-switch on payments. I'm sure Caper2X will have a lot to say about this because uh, Caper2X is the big Marvel uh, aficionado. But basically the idea here is like it's long since known that the, the, the writers of the comics are not well compensated for their creations because when you create for a comic book company, you don't own that character. You're writing for a company that owns that character. You can get deals for uh, appearance fees of the character and they, they break it down in here. And the numbers are really, really low. But when I read this, all I think of is like, why don't you have like a, if you're working on these billion dollar properties or these characters that will event that eventually turned into billion dollar properties uh, for a company that's making all this money. Why don't you have like an entertainment lawyer or like a con, you know, somebody to help you negotiate your contracts so that they can't slip this type of stuff in there. So it says I think it's just like people being starry eyed and yeah, possibly idolizing Marvel before they are involved directly. Skating companies do this to skaters all did this to skaters all the time. Like you don't need to make money for doing it. Don't you want to yourself skate? included? I assume. Um, I skated for. Uh, I mean, I, I never really considered myself at that level where I deserved uh, a ton of uh, monthly payment. But I did have like like I had a wheel with my name on it that I got royalties for and stuff like that. Mm. But like the the boot companies, uh, they're so small, but the, they've been around for so long and they have such strong reputations that they're like, don't you just want to have the honor of riding for this company where we'll give you free product when really what you need is a paycheck to to live yeah. uh, month to month. So it's not like that's unique to just that industry. So it says writer Devin Grayson and artist J.G. Jones believe that they would take home $25,000 each for her appearance in Black Widow thanks to paperwork they signed uh, outlining how much they would receive for films, TV shows, video games, and action figures featuring Yelena. That's Yelena Belova. That's the character that Florence Pugh played in that movie. But when Grayson and Jones, who created Yelena in 1999, eventually received payments in November, that $25,000 had dwindled down to about $5,000 without explanation. So they're like, what could happen? Uh, Grayson spent the the past year seeking an answer to a, in a journey that shed light on how Marvel compensates comic book writers and artists behind the scene, uh, behind the characters fueling the most successful film franchise in history. Those who work with the company describe a labyrinth system that leaves creators wondering how Marvel arrives at their figures. So when she created Yelena, Grayson knew Marvel would own the character, but like many creators before her, she signed a contract known as a special character agreement, one that outlines a Marvel-initiated payment system should Yelena appear in media. The agreement signed in 2007 seemed to state that Grayson would receive $25,000 for a a theatrical film appearance, $2,000 for an episode of a TV show over 30 minutes, and $1,000 for an episode of a TV show of 30 minutes or less. For action figures, the agreement entitled her to $5,000 for one figure released in a single year, $10,000 for two, or $25,000 for three or more. Uh, for video games, they would receive a maximum of a $30,000 pot to be shared among all creators who had characters in the game. 
However, buried within the document was language that granted Marvel broad discretion to dramatically lower payments, language that Grayson and others spoke to THR said was misleading given that the $25,000 is listed prominently in the paperwork. So you got to read the fine print, as they say. <laughs> it's like publishers clearing house sweepstakes. You could win $1 million, but you won't, notes Grayson, who is a woman in a male-dominated industry. I don't see how that's relevant. <laughs> it's not like they're saying as a woman you get $25,000, but, you know... Uh, and literally the, the wokest industry ever. I yes. don't think that's a problem. Uh, who was uh, who a woman in a male-dominated industry. I'm just picturing like, well, we were going to give you $50,000, see? But now, because you're a woman, we're going to cut that in half. No, that's not, how, that's not how this works. <laughs> He's flicking his cigar. Yes. Money matters to these people, not your genitalia. It, uh, <laughs> to, to the people in charge, to people at that high of a level, uh, you know, financial returns matter a hell of a lot more than the, what the person who is making the comics looks like. She was happy to take what Marvel seemed to be promising her and is only speaking out because she believes that the company should stick to what it told creators. See, but they didn't tell creators that. They gave you a complicated contract that you did not read properly uh, and you're kind of coming up short because you didn't read it properly and mm -hmm. that's the problem. After Grayson received her $5,000 of the promised $25,000 in November, she, with the help of an attorney, learned some of the ways Marvel cut down on the sum. Should have hired the attorney beforehand right well it sounds like you're victim blaming i'm kind of victim blaming here I, i'm sorry for starters <laughs> marvel splits the sum between the writer and the artist so according to marvel's math the most grayson could make from black widow is twelve thousand five hundred. half of twenty five thousand dollar pot split between her and jones yelena's co-creator uh, what's more, if a film features more than one character covered by a special character agreement, the company will share the pot of money among all creators with skin in the game. In other words, she was told that $25,000 for Black Widow would be shared across all stakeholders, presumably those behind characters such as Red Guardian uh, and, uh, and Melina, so that's Rachel Weisz and David Harbour's character. A Marvel source notes that there are no ceiling to the total money pot paid to creators for a project, and it might be raised depending on what is deemed fair. Like, who is that to decide deemed? Like, who deems the fairness in this in this instance? Is it Kevin Feige sitting on, like, a gold throne somewhere, like, telling them what they deserve? Is, is it some Marvel executive? Is it a Disney executive? Who decides what's fair? What's the best way to combat this? Well, it's, I'm sure it's Marvel. If it's in the contract and they're saying if we... What do they say? To, yeah, what is deemed fair. Yeah. I, I assume from reading that, which is totally out of context, that it's people at Marvel that are deciding what's fair. I don't know. I think this is kind of related to our conversation recently about how they treat their stunt actors and how they rely on sheer luck for people's physical safety yep. and things that literally risk people's lives. I... Um, even, you know, despite the fact that they have basically unlimited resources to pay people fairly and also to protect them from physical danger, mm -hmm. uh, and yet they don't do that, um, I think it shows what is like what the ethic of that company is. It, it reminds me of there was a case a couple of years ago uh, where Bill Nye, the science guy, was like suing Disney because like he had a deal with them back in the 90s about like it had to do with how videos were created back then, meaning that he got a cut of uh, like a video sales that had to do with VHS release, like home video release. And they're now arguing that the language uh, should be updated because nobody's getting videos via home video release now. They're getting videos via streaming. And so since his stuff is available on streaming, 
that there was uh, that he has caused to argue with him. And then he eventually they found like nine million dollars worth of unpaid stuff to him from uh, the like Buena Vista video that mm-hmm. uh, eventually was absorbed by Disney or whatever once they did that contract. So these companies have been doing this from the beginning of time. The key here is that they have to you have to take it upon yourself to hire a lawyer and make sure that you read these contracts very thoroughly before you sign them. At least I imagine that if I told this to my dad and I was like, they didn't pay me the money they owed me. He's like, well, did you do your due diligence beforehand? And if you didn't, I, I don't know if you really have an argument to be made. I expect the company to be shady. I expect the people who are working as independent contractors where your livelihood depends on your industrious, you know, on your ability to be a bit industrious, uh, industrious is to go out and actually hire someone to do this, to do the work. I don't know. I feel bad for them because a yeah. lot of creatives just really don't yeah. uh, understand the importance of those legalities and advocating for themselves. Absolutely. No, I, like, I, I feel bad because also 2007, they wouldn't have known. Like That's before Marvel started making... like mm-hmm. Iron Man came out in 2008. So it's not like she... That they knew what was going to come down the, the, the pipeline later, how big these franchises would become in the television and movie market. Yeah, really, what? Uh, twenty five thousand. Did they they sign these in twenty five thousand? These twenty five thousand dollars. They signed the the those contracts in two thousand seven. They're for, dinky. Like yeah. that's a tiny tiny amount of money compared to what these companies are bringing in from the movies. Yep. So and then there was the there was like Scarlett Johansson sued uh, sued Marvel uh, just last year. Uh, it might have been two years ago now for uh, for money related to the Black Widow movie release because they released it day and date on both Disney Plus and in the theaters. And because her bonus was based on how much it did in ticket sales, she felt that that cut into her her ability to make profit. Like I think it was like a fifty million dollar bonus, and she won. Or mm-hmm. at least they settled out of court so they could continue working with her. So uh, it just goes to prove that you got to read the contract. Uh, but you're right. It is a shame to see like creatives. They do get taken advantage of uh, very easily because they want to. I think a lot of people also want to believe the best in these companies because they made something they love. Right. So, yeah, they, they make some property that you love. So you want to believe the best of or something this. you grew up with, yeah. which I think calls back to the, the Quidditch thing. People just have a complicated relationship with anything that, you know, they enjoyed growing up and then they realize like see underbelly of, you know, something they once loved and thought was innocent. It's never as pure as you hoped it would be. Mm -hmm. Never would be. And at the end of the day, people make livings off of this stuff. So it happens. I want to talk about Christine Baranski. Uh, okay. This, this is not even really news. It's kind of news, but I love the the. Did, have you seen the picture that they were uh, talking the, about? Because I I looked at it and I thought it was like kind of making something out of nothing. They're making some. They're absolutely making like, something. The out The picture of nothing. where she's glaring at Elon yeah. Musk so menacingly. Yeah. It's just that's just what her face looks like. I feel like this has happened to me a million times where people think I'm giving them a dirty look, but and, I was really just like looking into the space. And she says as much in here, uh, yeah. but she also talks about uh, she she but goes she, on. She she <laughs> kind of put her foot in her mouth. So Christine Baranski, she's an actress, she's been around for uh, a very long time. Uh, and it says uh, the photographer uh, Sina Nasiri captured the 70-year-old actress staring down the Tesla founder with a look of disdain 
Spain at the Swanky event. I think they're talking about the Met Gala. So they're at the Met Gala, uh, and it looks like she's staring at Musk uh, in some type of negative fashion. But of course, you know, a picture can look like anything because it's a fraction of a second in time. And it says the image quickly went viral, and Baranski's daughter even framed the picture for the Good Fight star. So I love the idea that she's raised her kids to like hate the billionaires, hate the millionaires and the billionaires. Uh, Baranski told Entertainment Weekly the image accurately captured her feelings for Musk. The funny thing is, I have no memory of turning back and glaring at him, but I was actually dissing him as I was waiting in line to go to the dinner. Uh, I was with someone who was at my table and I noticed Elon Musk and I went, oh my God, it's Elon Musk. I basically said to my friend, I don't know how you feel, how you feel about him, but why is he spending billions of dollars in space when he could be cleaning up the planet? I'm an environmentalist. I must have at some point turned my back and looked, but I did not pose for that picture. Um, I want to point out that, uh, her net worth is $14 million and I love the idea of a disdainful millionaire <laughs> showing great hatred for a billionaire because the billionaire isn't spending his billions the way the millionaire says that the billionaire should spend his money. I mean, yeah, everyone wants to tell the person <laughs> with more money than, than them how they should be spending it. But I mean, it is, I think it's always like valid to point out that, you know, once you get up there in the numbers, people forget that there's a difference between a million and a billion. Yes. And small rich are very much different from the big rich. I don't care. In this case, she's I can't just, bring myself to care. Just, you know, <laughs> she's not making herself out to be a sympathetic character here either. She says, I have a low opinion of these billionaires. That's yeah. very judgmental there. Uh, the actress uh, has a, such a low opinion, in fact, that she even included a Musk diss into an upcoming episode of The Good Fight. Uh, the show is in its final season. We have our own Elon Musk in The Good Fight. Neil Gross is the second to last episode, Baranski teased. Gross is the founder of Chum Hum, the show's version of Google, and is played by John Benjamin Hink uh, Hickey. I got to bash the billionaires a bit. I've, uh, I've added a few lines to the script, and I actually will include Musk in the final piece, she declared with a regal, defiant cackle. Okay, that's very editorialized. Yes. But, I uh, mean, <laughs> so someone's inspired after Elon Musk. This is sort of like in Jurassic World Dominion when they tried to make that CEO seem like this shadowy, evil figure yep. who is like, He's just like Elon Musk, but actually, you know, came off like a blundering idiot. Yep. I, her assumption that the, the guys that founded Google are like Elon because they're all in the same income bracket is insane. Yep. Like Larry and Sergey, who founded Google, are not Elon Musk, who founded Tesla, yep. mm -hmm. who's doing reusable rockets and reducing massive amounts of waste on Earth by creating reusable rockets, by the way. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, she's a. The, it's like they pick and choose what they want to believe in that day. She's an environmentalist dissing the electric car guy. Complete well, insanity. sure. So he should. Not only should he. I don't think she's thought that far into it. He obviously. shouldn't just make electric cars, he should do more because she said so. And like we were talking about with like Kylie Jenner using her private jet for three minute flights yeah. or whatever. I mean, everyone in, in that industry and in that like level of wealth has their own climate crimes yes. to, to be indicted for. So 
I just whatever. I, I get I get the feeling she's done very very little for society in her <laughs> life, and she's this is like a, a fame opportunity for mm-hmm. her, like another fifteen minutes. She mm-hmm. has this picture of her just with resting bitch face, but and also now she's laughing about it and like, ooh, I'll use this opportunity. But mm-hmm. their industry is literally pegged is literally run by billionaires. Like that's how they they produce. It's not like. Uh, it's millionaires that act in these shows. It's billionaires that get these yeah, things. It'd be great to see her doing this about the CEO of Disney. Yeah, yeah the good. This, yeah, right. See, see if she'll ever work again in Hollywood if she did something like that. I believe the CEO, I believe the, the good fight would have been a CBS property. So I want to see her yeah, be like, I don't CEO, think much CEO. of that billionaire CBS. I don't know who the, the, the CEO <laughs> she would. She wouldn't get work if she did that. Exactly. But Elon's his soft target. He's easy target. Uh, true, true. For her. I love it. I love it. He's so. the, the billionaire you're allowed to hate. He he is the he is the Amber Heard of billionaires. Look at those duck lips on Elon, by the way, in that in that photo. I, I thought the same exact Look thing. Those, it was model. so funny. Beautiful uh, which man. one? Uh, down farther. Uh, it's the it's the large picture of her staring at him. You'll see it. Where's the photo? Um, is it was it in oh, the original on... Yahoo article that okay, you sent yeah. me. Uh, I don't got Google, it here. Yeah. Uh, you can find it if you. It's actually it, from Evan Ross. In the original photo where tweet. she's like glaring at him, it's not in the article. I think. He's uh he's lost in oh, thought with these duck lips. Look at that. Wait for it. The mo- Instagram model <laughs> in the making. <laughs> she doesn't even look like she's looking at him. She looks like she's posing for a camera. It's the most off- random yeah. photo yeah. ever. Uh, so yes, uh, I just I can't I can't with these people. There's, I love his expression. There. He's, uh, he's like yes, blue. St- it's his own blue steel. If you've ever seen Zoolander. the most lips, yeah. Yes. All right, uh, and we're going to finish with Denise Richards. I wanted to do this one yesterday. Yeah. I wanted to do this one yesterday. So Denise Richards, uh, <laughs> if you don't know, she has relaunched her career by um, supporting her daughter has an OnlyFans. And she got a, a very... Uh, and then she joined OnlyFans <laughs> to be, like, supportive, yeah. I guess. So so the best way she could be supportive is to, to also make uh, uh, an OnlyFans, but charge more than her daughter charged for her OnlyFans. Because I'm worth five more dollars than you, sweaty. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and basically bash the fact that their her her ex-husband and, and her daughter's uh, father, Charlie Sheen, was like, I don't really support the idea that you have an OnlyFans. I don't know if that's a great move. Then instantly uh, retracts his statements. Yes. So she got a new job. Uh, she's going to be in a show. Uh, what's it called? Second uh, Chance. Second Chance. Interesting which is, name. It's literally about uh, a group of domestic cleaners, uh, and it's got to do with organized crime. Uh, so it says she signed on to star in Second Chance, a dramatic thriller that focuses on a trio of domestic cleaners and the people they work for while they wrestle with getting over their difficult past and adjust to, uh, and adjust to the immense challenges created by trying to create better futures for themselves. The new series, which is a female driven and uh, which is female driven. I love that. That's the, the headline. It's, it's, it's supposed to sell you on it. And we'll have a 10 episode first season. Also stars Carolina Gatian. Uh, Gaten. She's a if it's the same one that I'm thinking of who did Encanto? episodes uh, in uh, it's I don't think it's the same actress I'm thinking of. There's a lady who played like the the housekeeper on Arrow that had a, a similar last name. Uh, Tiffany Hines from Magnum P.I. and Alexis Wren from Deputy. Anna Lynn McCord so funny from that Alexis Wren is on this. So basically, it says uh, Second Chance will portray her as a, a gate. I, I don't know how to pronounce that name. If it's Gaten, uh, Gaten. Uh, she's a cleaner named Mariana who suddenly has to deal with extraordinary and dangerous situations alongside her buddies, Jackie, played by Hines, and Shira, played by Ren. While we don't know who Richards will play yet, viewers can expect the new TV show to tackle such important topics as LGBTQ rights. Uh, women's equality, immigration, organized crime, and diversity while showing how the female leads persevere with each other's love and support. Does organized crime feel just weirdly shoehorned into every other one of those? 
Yeah, it's a, an, a very important topic that needs to be addressed, I, right? I'm kind of fascinated by what the hell that actually means. Maybe it's like, human trafficking. That, that, uh, I mean, that maybe. Like, that's that that would be kind of interesting. But it was just, it felt weird how I'm just like, because, you know, if, if they're, I, I'm just picturing, like, if they're working as domestic cleaners, that means the people that own these houses or wherever they live are going to be awful people that treat them like crap. That's what yeah, because and that, the rich. Yeah, that's a trope, whatever. by the way. I have a I have a friend that their family had a house cleaner, and they were very cool. They were family friends with their kids. Everybody yes. was friends. Mm-hmm. So. The, you're right. That's absolutely a trope. And the funny thing is that the, the lady that I just mentioned, and I didn't think about it, the one who I thought played that first character, the one by, that you re- mentioned Encanto on, if it's the actress that I was thinking of, was a played a character on a show called Arrow and was a housekeeper and was beloved by the family, so thus kind of subverting that trope uh, of uh, the uh, the domestic cleaner who's uh, abused by the the family there. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it was just a whole bunch of social issues that don't look like they would interest uh, anyone these days outside of like a very very small percentage of people who watch these those shows. It interests that, the people that produced it. Yes, That's it. Uh, and then organized crime, which is a huge genre, uh, oddly enough. So it it just seems I'm weird sorry, to but me. Real Housewives is always going to interest me a hell of a lot more than yes. Whatever this is, uh, and I'm trying uh, trying to be like my my take on this was far more disrespectful off air, so I apologize. Like I, I, I uh, it was like, <laughs> no, I, repeat it. I read, repeat it now. I read, I read the whole like list of things that were interesting to the show, and I'm like, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> yeah, nobody I felt cares. like I was gonna puke in my mouth while you were reading it. <laughs> that's, that's how now's I was, not the time. But it's like, well, it's just like it's just like so. It's every other show that's out right now, but it's gonna have like. Could you frame it in a less original way? Yes. Uh, it's a very, very, very predictable and by the numbers but we'll see like what's the plot show me some plot i don't care about all these little tidbits of themes that you're gonna shoot i like that shoehorn word uh, that you're gonna shove in my face like what's happening what's the movie about what's the show about not not the themes i don't care i want the plot also is is the women supporting women thing kind of fake well it's just like there were shows in the past where women were friends and it wasn't a big deal Deal. like it wasn't addressed in that like overly self-aware way you type women into like instagram if you're going to use like a like a gif or something like that not a gif a gif uh if you're going to put something it's the first thing that will come is like women supporting women women having each other's backs supporting girls yes it's ever since girls support girls became some preachy remark yes girls have been supporting girls less and less yeah i'm wondering i don't want to hear it. It's having a reverse effect, reverse psychology yeah. effect. Yeah, definitely. It's, well, I mean, it's like almost preachy in and of itself. It's like, why don't girls support girls? Why don't you be better about supporting other girls? It's already like accusing. Yeah, you support people you like. Yeah. And if, if you do well for yourself, people will support right, you. Right, right. It says women supporting each other is something that Richard certainly knows something about. While that, the, while that was not a universal aspect of Richard's time on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, where they continued to talk about her well after her two-season run on the reality show, uh, she did stand up for her daughter. So they turned women supporting women into her sticking up for her daughter having an OnlyFans, which is just mwah. Like that is just beautifully done. It's like literally so sickening. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, so I just thought that, that was a, a, a ridiculous. We've thing. already so, talked about that enough. Does like, that show interest you? Um, maybe if they like put out a trailer, I'll, I'll peep that. There's a there's a Fox show called the uh, the Cleaning Lady starring Elodie uh, Elodie Young uh, Elodie Young. Uh, it's the worst. The first I literally almost puked the first episode that I watched. Uh, it's just <laughs> really really bad. Uh, it's if you want to think of every kind of offensive trope about like uh, illegal immigration, 
it's that and it's really really bad uh <laughs> go check out a trailer for it you won't even be able to make it through the trailer so it's very offensive so uh super chats yes uh jonathan harris said something that i hope you understand better than i do brett if you're between two the two schools in northfield minnesota go to the one that sits on top of the hill to get close closer to god uh i'm guessing is that just i i'm not from northfield i'm i'm from woodbury minnesota but uh i I guess the idea would be like one of them's a religious maybe one's a religious school one's a public school i don't know jonathan not sure uh blue heart said have a blessed day you guys fist bump thank you thank you for that jonathan harris said man whatever deal jk rowling signed must have universal kicking themselves yes uh i think warner oh yeah because universal has the rights to the theme parks uh use the theme mm -hmm. parks but she gets a cut of everything at those theme parks but yes uh the movie every every pint of butterbeer you buy puts pennies in jk rowling's pockets however yeah just think about like uh i posted this great thing from um uh, the other day about a guy tr- uh, about um what's his name explaining taxes uh, the guy from oh mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of the character you uh, got it uh i can't remember it I, i'll wow. i'll come back to it. but the point is like yes she gets a cut of every uh, of every bit of that so caper 2x said make mine marvel you dc heathen <laughs> that is true i am uh i, I am much preferential to, to dc <laughs> Uh, Thad C said, "Ian, you're my hero." Oh, what's up, that's dog? sweet. Hobbit said, "Amber Heard named." That's one out of three. We shall not mention the other two today. Our lips are sealed. Sealed. F off said, "Older women are worth way less than younger women, especially if they have kids." Not for me, bro. Well, older women are supposed to have kids. They've been alive longer. And one more. And Hobbit said, Ian OnlyFans when? Oh. How about Good never? question. And would uh, your well, parents support it? You can do it. Now, OnlyFans, <laughs> from what I know about it, they would they would support anything at this point. I don't know. They'd have fun with that one. Uh, <laughs> you can do OnlyFans without being sexual. It didn't start yeah. off sexual from what I learned about it. And then people started mm. doing sex yeah. on it. Is that the story of OnlyFans? Yeah. They, they, they Just because they didn't have a rule against it. Yeah. And then it kind of took over the platform. I know. I remember that the platform was, I think, last year thinking about taking that off. I got would I annihilate would, their finances. If right. They did that. And I then they messages, went back on it. I got messages from like recruiters because I was doing mental health stuff on my Patreon and they were like recruiting people with Patreon to try and get them yeah. to move over there because uh, I was doing it. I was doing mental health stuff related to skating. Like, come to our platform. I'm like, nope. Couldn't live it down. Dude, what if I did OnlyFans? It was just like a graphene science show. Only graphs. Where I'm like wearing a, a, a long white science rope. Like there's not, it's just pure science. That'd be uh, hilarious. I'm like, check me out on OnlyFans. I think the idea would be that you could go to Patreon to do that. <laughs> I don't think you need to go to OnlyFans to do graphene. <laughs> um, Goofer Trooper said, no blank today. No blank today. I can't today. read. Uh, I don't know who that is. Also, bad up. I'm not reading that. <laughs> Uh, again, F off said only goats. Uh, oh my god, I'm gonna donate. There, we're only like, fans, right, but we're like right goats. away from another crisis party. I'm, I'm you're going to, to super chat your own I, show, I, Brett. I don't, I don't Watch know if, this. I don't know if I have a bank account, Bruh. listed to to do so. Can I do that? Uh, somebody in the chat, let me know if I can uh, actually do that. Okay, see this work. Where's That's it? cheating, Brett. You're donating to your own crisis meter. Is that would that be cheating? I, I don't know if that's cheating. Somebody might have to to do it before I. I've I never get the done it. To do it, yeah, it's like a potluck. It's but yeah. you're, that you're hosting. So it's like a podluck. Potluck. It's like a podluck. Podluck. Is it letting me do it? I'm I'm trying to do it now. It's uh. <laughs> this is like your green bean souffle that you made. It's not letting me do it. Thanks for hosting. No. 
Uh, it's not letting me do but it. But we're inches away. Yes, we're like two seconds away. Somebody somebody do it quick before I lose my mind. Bill Nye, the graphene guy? That would be good. Someone else says, uh, when only Ian fans. Like a new website. Are you going to make Ian fans? No. Ian Thank fans. You. We yeah. got it. That so uh, it said we hit the mark. only chicks yeah. the official membership of Chicken City. Oh, that's a good. Okay, story. like a, 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 a Roberto Junior uh, only chicks. Uh, uh, that's just Chicken City. You don't need to look yeah, anywhere yeah. else. Get it for free. You get it for free. They they do some freaky stuff on Chicken the, City. That's uh, the, somebody uh, somebody made a super chat the other day that said uh, how do you feel about being out uh, outclassed by a bunch of chickens. <laughs> And it's humiliating. I, want, I wanted I to do. To That's humble. Yeah. I wanted to do a, a skit where I I plot to burn down Chicken City because I'm jealous of all their success. Oh, you should definitely. That let's, would, let's follow up on like, this. Like if if I was just like you know what, you're not on my watch. So Brett's into fire. Yeah, like I, <laughs> it's like you like hitting <laughs> hitting like flint on steel, trying to it spark would, something. Uh, I, it's like and then yeah, and then it just turns into a weird thing where I become like really really embittered by the fact that Chicken City is it's like successful. wet. You're trying to get like wet wet rock to get. There's a picture of they, they come into my word. room and I'm throwing darts at a picture of Roberto Jr. <laughs> it like, won't stop on a dartboard. Like that would be incredible. That that would be absolutely incredible. You're gonna write a hit piece about him. Oh my. I, I would love to write, I would love to write like <laughs> satirical hit pieces for like uh, this pe- like stuff going on here. That would be hilarious. like everyone at Tim Cast. Yeah, well, a or satirical like, hit piece. satirical hit pieces in general. I think are like the Babylon B is like every time I've ever done IRL, I mention the Babylon B in some way because they're so great be- because of uh, all the oh, stuff yeah. that it's. Uh, I I love the Babylon B. So satire is like my favorite, and sometimes satire even gets me. Like there's been a couple of satires recently. That uh, managed to trick me, like the one about like uh, it was like an article that said like a uh, new study finds that like uh, was that the oh, third? That was the third. Thank, Thank you guys. guys. Like there was there was one that said like a new study finds that uh, crack use is okay if you do it once in a while, and the article was co-authored by Hunter Biden. On so, God though, <laughs> that's true. I saw that. <laughs> it was, no, on God, it is not true. <laughs> um, Let us let's read those last chats. <laughs> yes, Goofer Trooper said we need a crisis party. Well, thank you for giving one to thank us. Thank you. And Jonathan Harris said, "Don't do it, Brett. We got you." <laughs> um, it's like pulling you off the edge. Don't, Don't do, do it. Do it. Um, <laughs> F off said washed up old women trying to run game nowadays makes me laugh. Uh, run game is just such a funny I, phrasing thank to me. You, thank you. F off. I, I was, used that I heard phrase. Brett say run game one time and it just killed me. She, I actually reason. got self-conscious. Like, she laughed so hard at the term <laughs> run game, but that's an actual phrase that, that people use. It's usually used more in context, uh, in the context <laughs> of like grifting and like running game is a similar to like running a con on somebody, mm-hmm. but uh, in terms but, of like hitting on someone, both I, of them work. Yes. I just think that's hilarious. That, that yes, she <laughs> laughed guys. She laughed so hard when I said run, <laughs> run game. Normally I can only make her laugh that hard if it's something extremely vulgar that we would never be able to repeat on here yeah but that made her laugh really really hard which made me kind of shrink and, and feel inadequate for, question a, for a few minutes yeah for a few minutes <laughs> uh yes sent a message or sent a super chat with no message thank you thank you anyways nessa ludden said there you go thank uh, you for the crisis party th- nessa ludden is a, a actually a close friend of mine uh, oh, the, thank you, the very beautiful vanessa vanessa thank you for that uh you are loved um Bad app said, "I'm not going to read that. I don't. I'll, oh, we well, got um, you to read a super chat. T Mary. I I'll don't know what that means. 
And then one more. Nathan Koss said resurface. <laughs> Roberto's old clocks. Oh, my. Dude. Oh, yeah. If we <laughs> could have a, like a, a faux Roberto Twitter account that stuff could be Ooh. resurfaced from, like, what would it be? What would come up? What would be like Roberto's old? Like he has like uh, strong takes on like. Uh, he's like objectifying hens. Yeah. Like uh, like he's got really, really negative takes on other people in the in the city. And then people, it resurfaces out of nowhere. He used to smoke. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 find or, out, or, like, yeah, yeah. He just, he had a rough, a rough life when he yeah, was younger. Yeah, yeah. He smoked when he was young. <laughs> there's right. a dark past. There's okay. a, there's Goofer a couple Trooper more. said, where's T-Rex Brett? We had three crisis parties. We deserve this. There you go. <laughs> That's all you get. I love that we're already kind of close to fourth one. That's, uh, so, so, um, and then uh, Caper 2X said for Hannah Claire Bank and wedding prep account. We need to get her. Uh, she needs to, what did she say last time? She said first she needs a man and she needs uh, a dress in a venue, but we're like mm -hmm. getting there. But like yeah. the marriage license is the easy part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that, figuring out the name stuff. Everything said. that you donate goes to Hannah the Claire. wedding reception. Exactly. Thank you for that. Um, Grofty said, buck, 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 buck. <laughs> That's the problematic tweets from Roberto Jr. That is, uh, see, the, he had no respect for anyone. Out of context. Out of wow. <laughs> I, I like that. It's like, that was taken complete. Yeah. My bucks, <laughs> my box were taken completely it's out of not context. not what I meant. It's not <laughs> what I meant at all. I've learned and grown since then. If you had heard those box in person, the con it would have been completely, my, my, my chicken body language, my rooster body language would have been completely different. You would have understood that I was balking it's like, kidding. It's, it's locker room talk, but. Balker like, room. Balker room. <laughs> they let you grab him by the by the feathers. It's chicken coop talk, okay? They let you grab him by the feathers. <laughs> uh, F off said running game is what guys who can land women used back in the early days. It showed my age, I think, more than anything to marry. Similar yeah. to spitting game. <laughs> Sp similar to spitting, spitting game. game. That's what, that was what we're, we said. We're, spitting game. We're breaking. Mary's, I'm sorry. That's that's hilarious. We are breaking Mary's brain with the old school lingo today. <laughs> Shout out to the '90s. And it's, someone asked, "How did this Hannah Claire?" simping become a thing uh where have you been uh, dude every time she's on the show last night they were simping over her it's fantastic uh, her knowledge events. her yeah. broad array of information man i was simping over that thanks Hannah claire you're brilliant she, is, she knows a lot about a lot of stuff she does like a lot of times she's like i don't know much about pop culture and she knows all this stuff about the kardashians i know nothing about and i'm like <laughs> I, I guess you do she, she's a she underestimates just how much she actually knows yeah she was great on irls if you guys didn't see the episode last night check it out she was on it um also, Danny Farrar was on it. Uh, it was a great episode. Hannah Claire, if, nice if, work. If you're looking for a way locally to get fit, uh, to stay sober and get jacked like Chet Hanks, you'd go to Soldier Fit. Yes. Perfect. Uh, Ian, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me, man. Let everyone know where they can find you. You guys can find me at iancrossland.net. Uh, get through that portal to all my social medias if you want to get in touch with me personally. And on IRL, Timcast IRL, every night, Monday through Friday, 8 p.m., except not tonight. I will be taking tonight off. Taking tonight off. I'll be off. back tomorrow. It's, oh, yeah, today's Thursday. I'm losing today's my day. Thursday. Yeah, today's Perfect. Thursday. <laughs> Mary, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on IRL tonight. I can tell you that for sure this time. And you can also find me on Instagram or WeChat at CloserKitty. Uh, I promote my articles for TimCast.com on there. I posted one today and uh, I'll, I'll post it on my Instagram story later. So check it out. Yep. Uh, and tonight on IRL. Yeah. Perfect. All right. We got a couple more here. Uh, F off says... Uh, 
Uh, he says, spitting game is just smooth talking, chick bro. A running game is getting them in and oh, out. He's, you're right. I mean, he's right. But the thing is, they're in the same context mm-hmm. of it's in this in the pursuit of women. We so. were yes. we were we were very nervous young men <laughs> in the nineties. <90s>. Young <laughs> Amy boys. Amy Stoffer sent us a super chat with no message. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Hey, I just want to give a special shout out to Christine Barinsky. I gave you a hard time on the show today. I've always thought you're hot. I love you. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> keep keep us uh, putting it to the millionaires and the billionaires. <laughs> cool. You put them in their place. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we got a couple more here. You want to read them? Oh, sure. Yep. Uh, Bad up said, "Who's plowing <laughs> who at the cast castle?" Um, we we should ha- ask Dane Font that question. We don't have a snow yes. plow here, so I don't know if anybody's plowing any snow here. When when Dane's on the show, you should ask him that. Yes. Uh, and then there's one there. Goofer Trooper there? said, "Mary, don't forget to say groovy for me tonight. I will. Yeah. I promise." And then unavailable ID name says just saying hi. So, hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Thank you. Uh, guys, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic for the show. We are here Monday through Friday on YouTube.com, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. We are also on, uh, what are we on? Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, if you would prefer to listen rather than watch all of this madness. But personally, the crisis parties need to be seen, not just heard. So yes. uh, that is the, the best way to do that. We are also on social media. We are on Twitter at popculture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at popculturecrisis, and on Instagram at Pop Culture Crisis Pod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye.